One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a good job that uh, Dan Layton made me a cup of tea for this because I feel like some tea will be spilled oh. all over this episode, perhaps. Because uh, welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. Reportedly, CM Punk is having, don't know it's punk. Okay, I'll get, we'll get into all of oh, this, yeah. but like broad, broad headline speaking, reportedly, allegedly, apparently, CM Punk is having wrestlers sent home from AEW Collision despite being booked for the show. We're, gonna, we're actually going to have a bit of a news uh, talking point here before mm. we get into the actual Collision review here. But anyway, welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast. I'm Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by your Jam That Champion, the truth, the Professor Dan Layton. I would be wearing my belt, but I'm covering up the other champions. Uh, crest if i do that so uh, and everyone well, okay glory so glory already uh we've got dan is looking sharp with the shirt <laughs> immediately followed by someone else going boo man united <laughs> look and then another one dan get that shirt off well, i mean we don't want to get demonetized the reds the go marching on yeah i'm not allowed to be naked on this channel anymore no, free so the nipple that's what i say if you go over to my twitter you'll see and, and, right and a lot more as well um <laughs> and on this instagram crikey it's like it's like only fans i was gonna say wait until i do do an only <laughs> then you'll be laughing uh but please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here give us a little thumbs up as well leave your comment down below if you're watching this on demand with what you think of the cm punk goings on mm. but if you're watching us live obviously join in the chat here with uh, the other wrestletalk uh, watchers and get in your no maker chats to wrestle.com forward ain't slash that support spicy. ain't that spicy name wrestle.com forward slash support we'll read out all of them above the five us dollar amount before we get out of here mm. so we will be reviewing Collision in full. Great show this week. This is it. This is it. Part that's really interesting. It was a great show. Really good show this week. Yeah, that is not what anyone's talking about, unfortunately. And isn't that such a shame? <laughs> isn't that shame? Because that main event was awesome. Yeah. The two tag matches mm. were dead fun, particularly yeah. the Willow Nightingale Chris Statler. I had yeah. a great time during that. There were some really good story developments elsewhere as well. And the Samoa Joe squash yeah. match was chef's kiss mm -hmm. dead lovely yeah like i could watch that on loop for an entire day and would never get tired of it particularly when andrew everett did his little leapfrog out yeah. of the uh the little his little flip de do out of the walkaway spot mm -hmm. and joe was like no yeah <laughs> and absolutely murdered him for it great show that's your whole review so let's spend the next hour talking about cm punk because we do have to talk <laughs> about the cm punk thing so if you haven't seen uh today's wrestle talk news or you were uh, weren't on the twitter sphere over the weekend mm. which i wouldn't blame you for uh, CM Punk did a promo after the show, went mm -hmm. off the air, 
And he pointed out that someone had a sign that said, uh, Greensboro, Carolina is hangman country, mm-hmm. so, which is a reference to horseman country in this or the other. So it's hangman country. And CM Punk, kind of like Nick Houseman at the, uh, the, the the presser, was just like, you there! Like, <laughs> I prepared a statement and you are going to be the person who's going to kickstart me into said statement. Got to find a way in, you know? And this was his in. It was a sign that had, uh, that this is uh, hangman country. And he was talking about how hangman, hey, I was down at a local toy store today um, and all, I didn't see any CM Punk figures on sale. I saw a load of Hangman figures. And the reason why is because Hangman figures are what is referred to in the industry as a peg warmer. Mm. So I used to work in the toy in the toy business. Do you have insider knowledge of Not this? insider knowledge, but I, I worked in a toy store, like a collector's... You worked the entertainer. And, I, and then I worked at the entertainer. So I, oh, right, okay. But when I was a, uh, a student, I worked at like a proper collector's yeah. store. So that would sell like what people now the action figure market mm. it's that's the field i worked in people have seen the short film that i made when i was yeah, in university toy, toy, toy gory yeah that was shot in that store so you can see it's, it's all like wrestling figures movie mm-hmm. figures a big lord of the ring segment but we used to use terms like peg warmers because that is a toy that is just forever on the peg doesn't get picked up you will get a, a box in and you wave of figures mm-hmm. and there will always be one figure in there that's a peg warmer and that will be the one that lasts until the next right. wave come in right and they're always just there um so yeah so i i've kind of well, i'm familiar with this term and we used to use it in the entertainer as well uh but it is basically just a term of a toy that does not sell mm. and punk was saying that all of hangman's toys are peg warmers mm-hmm. i unlike me i sell merchandise i draw ratings i do other things like he said like a bunch of things that he does that hangman mm-hmm. doesn't do he says a lot of people around here that claim to be the heart and soul of aew which is what hangman said when the elite reformed yeah. he also said it in their press release when they re-signed with the company but they are not i am the heart and soul of aew mm. and so all of this is you know going on it's usual punk stuff he completely a lot of people aren't talking about this bit he flubs the end of the promo does he he massively flubs it ab- but completely admits he goes mm. up to me like i don't know where i was going with that right. but you know i got, <laughs> no. got there in the end he, he sort of flubs his his uh, outro portion where he's talking about people going to sleep but anyway so that gets posted up my first thought was it's all the work brother mm. They have actually finally smoothed things out. Mm. This is it. This feels like this is clean slate territory now. You've got the Bucks working with FTR mm-hmm. and All In. Apparently, they are like on relatively as good a terms as it can possibly be. Yeah. The Elite have re-signed with the company, and that was kind of like what people thought might be the first step into healing. Like, he, yeah, the because there was process. a conversation. Wasn't sorry to interrupt you, but there was a conversation. Wasn't there in the re-signing about? It wasn't just about finances. It was about creative, and it was about a lot of issues being addressed so exactly yeah so they wanted to make sure that they were going to be happy for the you know for the rest of their careers more or less yeah. because they've signed multi-year deals yeah. with, with their ew i don't know if they'll five feel standard five feel standard but they might do more you know maybe they'll see how the next five years pan out mm-hmm. and then decide whether you know kenny wants to go and do a wrestlemania match right. where likely he'll lose to triple h or some nonsense um i know Can't i was making a sting joke but you know anyway so <laughs> there's all of this sort of stuff and i was like man i, I feel like they're sort of working things out how out, outside <laughs> <laughs> however then some other things came out um but before we get into that mm. portion of it what did you make of the promo that he cut yeah. what was your reaction to it well i my first uh hints that something had happened came before i heard anything about collision because obviously it's saturday night uh i usually watch it on sunday evening sometimes on monday morning um and before i'd had a chance to watch the show i was just sort of 
loafing about on the internet and saw that Punk had said something about Hangman after the show. And this came hot on the heels, and we were talking about this just before coming on air, of uh, some quite heavy all-in discourse uh, over the weekend. So the energy... All insufferable discourse. Hello! See, this is, it's fun to come up with a pun, isn't it? <laughs> Luke told me off. <laughs> no, I didn't tell you off you for the did. pun because it was very good. I didn't tell you off for the other part. We'll talk it. about that later on in the yeah, show yeah, because yeah. there is stuff to talk about with all-in slash all-out. Um, but the discourse on, on Twitter was pretty uh, pretty heated. Yeah. Uh, and my pun was all-insurrection. And, and then you used you used three of your 280 <laughs> characters to use my name, which told me I was in trouble. <laughs> I've never really seen you as a, as a proper dad before, but now I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dan. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, Dan. I'm in trouble. <laughs> He's telling me off. Um, but no, so the, 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 the energy was heated. And then I see that Punk has said something about Hangman. And I kind of sit forward a little bit in my seat and go, hello, what's going on here? A little bit of spice, a little bit of drama. Um, and then when I watched the, the promo, it wasn't on camera. It was fan camera. It was fan camera. So um, to call it a promo is one of those, like, it, it didn't happen. We'll come back to this a lot. It didn't happen in canon. canon. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a pretty decent, like, worked promo. Like, for me, the lines of it were like, hey, he doesn't sell as much merchandise as me. And especially then when you go back and watch the things that kicked all of this off. Like, I, I before coming on the show today, I've rewatched the, the scrum. I rewatched. Uh, re the initial promo where Hangman talks about workers' rights, I rewatched where Punk comes out and calls out Hangman who's not in the building. Yep. They're all very loose. It feels off script. This promo felt scripted. This promo felt like, ah, oh, that's a ding I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make it since we're in Hangman country. Yeah. Now Punk is very good at that. Like let's not beat around the bush. I mean, well, I used the Nick Hausman thing earlier. Yeah. He had clearly planned ahead of time. Yeah. These are the things I'm going to say and get off my chest. And I'm going to use Nick Hausman as my in mm. because he did some stuff with Colt Cabana on the, on the comedy circuit. Yeah. And so he points at Nick Hausman. And he's like, you do, you do uh, work with Colt Cabana. Mm. And Nick goes, I mean, no. not, not really. I, and I haven't for, for quite a while. But Punk's like, well, let me tell you about Cole Cabana. Yeah, right. Because the response he was expected was, yeah, we do comedy together. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about Cole Cabana. Yeah. So he saw that sign and was like, I've already prepared my thing I'm going to say about Hangman Page. I just need to find whichever mm. sign it is that's going to be by sign for this. You're all right. Just full, you know. <laughs> I had a lot. I thought it was the, it, the, my belly's rumbling for some more tea. Mm. Um, but no, to your point, like he's he's very good at that kind of thinking on his feet he's, he's always oh, cm punk he's good at a promo in shocks nobody yeah, yeah, yeah. what made this so interesting was the subsequent news right which was when i'd first looked at the promo thought it was pretty standard thought it was probably testing some lines out to use it when they do this this, this segment and since they're in hangman country mm-hmm. it's you know it's yeah. relevant um good way to get a bit of extra heat you know banter with the crowd especially given that they're off air now yeah, exactly um and the idea is sorry so to cut you know, off there because the voices of wrestling uh their kind of report on this of what they'd heard about this is that this was not planned mm. this was not part of the script this is not <laughs> what punk was going to do after the show but it is a work right and the idea is that he is because the full term plan is for punk to go heel he wants to get jump the rail heat mm-hmm. from fans 
And it kind of worked in this promo. You watch back, like people were booing him. Someone just mentioned in the comment there the reason why Punk fell off his game at the end of the promo is because he was getting booed so much it kind of mm. threw him off what he was meant to be saying. I don't think he respected to get that much heat mm. from this. But the idea is to get jump the rail heat where you as a fan is so angry at CM Punk. As an, a fan of the elite, mm. you're so angry at CM Punk for saying these things that you would jump the rail to try and rush him in the ring. Mm. That's the heat that he's trying to garner. Here. Which is really hard to get these days. Very hard to get these days. But that's that was apparent according to voices resting that was the intent of this promo was mm. to garner heat because they do want to do something down the line according to voices of wrestling the bucks aren't on the same page mm-hmm. they don't want to be working with punk they don't want to be doing anything with punk but kenny's open to the idea yeah no one really knows where hangman sits in this which is a very hangman thing to do because <laughs> like let's not forget he was not involved in no. all outs he like his line started this you know yeah. like in in a way but he was not part of the fight mm. at Brawl Out. Was nowhere near it. He was no. not part of the suspension and everything. But he is... he was mentioned in the in the in the scrum, but he wasn't yes. part of the. Uh... And because he wasn't part of the fight, he's not part of the uh, the, the contractual agreement mm. that Punk, the Bucks, and Kenny don't say anything negative or disparaging about each other publicly mm. because page isn't part of that punk can be like well hangman page is, is this that and the other. And he did it in a in an interview as well with he, GQ. With, uh, was it GQ ESPN ESPN. So. That was apparently that side of it. Voice of Wrestling is saying it was a work, but it's not planned. However, Fightful and the Wrestling Observer have both said it's not a work. And as far as they were told, they were told flat out, this is not a work. Mm. And Meltzer even went as far as to say every time that Punk does this, it actually pushes further away any chance of there being a Punk versus Elite match. Mm. What makes this wrinkle even more intriguing was the subsequent news that we got about people being allowed in the building yes so then fightful uh dave Meltzer actually was the first person to report so he had this in the daily update uh was that hangman was going to be there in the building to film a pre-tape that will then air on dynamite um and he was then told you can't come to the building mm-hmm. you've got to do it somewhere else mm-hmm. Which is, you know, like, whoa, that's a, that's a weird story. Wasn't even allowed to go to the, the Greensboro Coliseum where mm-hmm. CM Punk is the, the headline act there. And you've got to do it elsewhere. That's certainly one story. Mm-hmm. Fightful, uh, in their report, could not corroborate the Hangman mm-hmm. story that he wasn't allowed to film. But they uh, instead reported that Ryan Nemeth, who were, was booked for Collision, he was brought in to do something on Collision, probably the squash match with Joe. Yeah. Or like, you know, uh, something else along Miro. those lines. Miro or something along those lines. Probably one of the Miro thing, because that's very much a QT Mars. That's a QTV. But he's had some splashes. But yeah, it could just be some squash matches or something. A dark match. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows what it is. So Ryan Nemeth was brought to the building. He was booked for it. Then when he got there, was told, you are not needed. And he was sent home. Oh, I meant, because Ryan Nemeth, this has happened to him more than once. So, so I'm well, talking about I mean, Miro yeah. previously. Yes, yeah, I've yeah. got a headache again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and then... Then Fightful also had in there that he had a heated conversation with Punk. Punk confronted him about Ryan's tweet that he put up, (laughs) calling him literally the softest man alive (laughs) after Punk had made his comments about your favorite wrestlers being soft in reference to the elite, Mm. um, which I think he'd also done in the ESPN article as well. And Ryan Nemeth called him the softest man alive and Punk confronted him about this and then Ryan was sent home, which... I would argue, proves Ryan's point. But anyway, (laughs) regardless, regardless of any of that, um, 
then Dave Meltzer and like, I, so I'm, I'm, I've been in the weeds in a lot of this yes. because I, I did the Wrestle Talk News on this today. Uh, fun fact, everyone. There's a bit of today's Wrestle Talk news that was uh, an extra record. I'd recorded the news already. Then I heard Wrestling Observer Radio and went back in to record an extra bit, which I'm going to talk about now. I, uh, I'm going to ask people to go and check out that news. See if you can work out which is the re-recorded bit outside of just the context I'm about to give you. Um, because is this you looking for some props or is there a hint? There is a tell. Ah, there is a tell. Like I was wondering if anyone would have noticed up front before I'm going to tell you here that, but it was a re-record. Uh, there is a, a visual tell that this was a separate record to the one I'd already it's that done. You're wearing an entirely different shirt. It's that's like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Um, so, Resting Observer Radio uh, on that show, 28 minutes in because they spent the first bit talking about the G1, uh, which much to Ollie's uh, chagrin. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> said to me at lunch, he goes, "I'm going to listen to Resting Observer Radio." I was like. If you want to just get to the punk bit, it's 28 minutes in. Yeah. So it was, it's the first bit. And I was like, it's the G1. I was like, well, I suppose that is important, <laughs> but I just want to know about the punk stuff. <laughs> Dave Meltzer on there had said, look, this, there have been problems with Collision since day one, but it's all been kept quiet. And mm. there are a lot of people who really wanted to keep this quiet. Mm. But now a lot of it's becoming public. That's off the back of the Hangman story, mm -hmm. and off the back of the Ryan Nemeth story, and pro, uh, Punk's promo that he did after the show. It sort of prompted a few people to kind of like come forward and say things. And some of the things that people have been trying to keep quiet is, as you mentioned earlier, this is not the first time that Ryan Nemeth has been sent home from Collision. This is mm -hmm. in fact the second time he's been sent home from Collision. And not only that, he's not the only person who has mm -hmm. been sent home from Collision outside of Hangman Page. Matt Hardy was booked for a collision show and was sent home. Christopher Daniels was booked for a collision show, got to the building, and was then sent home. And that one is particularly bad. Because he's the head of talent relations. Yeah. He's not just a wrestler and a tag partner with Matt Seidel. Mm. He is office. He is head of talent relations. Mm. That is the role that Jim Ross mm -hmm. used to have in WWE. It's the job that John Laurinaitis used to have in WWE. I actually don't know. Is it Bruce? Is Pritchard the head of talent well, relations punk, these days? Uh, punk. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Triple H was head of talent relations for a while. He was, yeah. Um, and I now think I, think I think it's Pritchard, Pritchard again. I think it's um, Pritchard. Well, he was, he was the one in, in the Cody documentary, so let's just go with this Pritchard. Yeah. Um, Cut, you can't keep him away from he documentaries loves and podcasts. He loves it. But the other... So, I, I mean, it, sh it should be said, and we did have a conversation about this in, um, in the office upstairs, that people being brought to shows and not used is kind of a regular part of wrestling. Very much so. Like, we, I hear the news, someone's been flown out and then not used, and I'm like, what a waste of resources, money, time, whatever. But people do show up at the show in case they're needed. They're brought in for Raw. They don't make it onto the show. Sorry, your segment's been cut. Enjoy nice catering. Yeah. Um, being brought to a show and being turned away is different. Yes, particularly if it's framed like that as yes. well. Like, I think if you, you show up to a building and they're like, you're not needed... Um, and you should go back to the you hotel. You should go back to the hotel. Or, or and, you know, in the case of the, the Ryan Nemeth one, what it was is that your flight's already booked, just go back to the airport. Mm. And with, with wow, I mean, that's cold. With with Paige, it's you're here to do a pre-tape for not tonight, so you're not we're not cutting you for time. You're doing a promo for next Dynamite. Yes, and he stayed in Greensboro because mm. he did an Instagram stories from Greensboro and like made sure to tag his location right. in there while he was listening to a song that's called My Kink is Karma or <laughs> Karma, Karma is My Kink or something along those oh, lines. Oh god, it's all so 
drag queen and i love it and in fact actually after cm punk's promo and stuff apparently he put up an instagram story with um it's so easy by guns and roses like, like it's just it's proper wrestling is dra- wrestling is dragon wrestling is high school this was we, did you have msn messenger back in the day of course i did right i'm, I'm nearly 40 years old dan of course would you, would you, you, know, you could change user. your name oh yeah and you would like do you ever do the bit where you would like go offline and come back online so that your crush would know that you were online yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. and then like you you could be sending secret messages with what song you're listening to or whatever yeah, yeah. it's all it's all happening it's again it's all part everything of comes back around it's, it's msn messenger but it's now not just within your school friends or yeah. your school circle it's now sort of a you know it's the the, the whole world mm. or actually you know friends you had online with like which is what mine was um and our friends at school but anyway oh <laughs> i had some friends at school and and, and crushes that i would then try and you know chat to on because i can't oh, do yeah. it at school because then they'd know well absolutely yeah. yeah um anyway so what we're saying is that cm punk has a crush on hangman <laughs> he just um, wants to kiss him so badly <laughs> so it's just the whole thing is just really interesting um and a bit perturbing in terms of how the company is being run because what was also interesting about this show is that there were and again this was from reading online before i saw the show was seeing the things that had gotten down in the context of the show and again i want to say it's a shame that this is over, overshadowing overshadowing what is it was a really great episode of collision and what has become at least from you wouldn't believe it from what some people say in the comments but one of my favorite shows of the of the week like you know it's the most consistent two hours of tv it's really it's, it's really easy good. watch you know exactly and collision i find that i find watch. that to be entertaining um and i think um what was my point gonna be something really interesting about oh yeah was that this was a um we had the the bullet club gold guys saying we're gonna go with dynamite this week. That's right. Yeah, we've we're, had people suggesting we're the most come. elite version of Bullet Club. Exactly. So it was kind of there was this question with Collision: was it going to be a hard split, a soft roster split? Blah blah blah. I'm a Collision guy, um, and it seemed to be that that was becoming a lot looser. And then, and then, so you know, it, let's look at the names that have been reportedly, allegedly sent home. Mm. Hangman Page, mm-hmm. Ryan Nemeth, mm-hmm. who obviously had made the tweet about Punk calling him the softest. Well, he didn't say CM Punk is the softest man alive. Mm-hmm. He just said at the same time as Punk made that comment, the softest man alive. Um, Ryan Nemeth, also part of uh, being the elite, the, mm-hmm. the the YouTube series that the Bucks uh, do. Uh, Matt Hardy, very good friends with the Bucks and has been very vocal about being friends with the Bucks and kind of vocal against Punk in, in some ways as well. Um, but yeah, it does a lot with being the elite as well. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Daniels, who was part of the investigation into Brawl Out, he mm-hmm. broke. He was part of the part of the team that broke up the fight uh, after Brawl Out in Chicago a couple of last year. Last, last year, year. Um, you know, he broke up that fight. anniversary. He was also suspended, mm-hmm. part of the the suspension, or uh, you know that, and then part of the investigation and stuff. And probably one could argue, good friends with mm-hmm. uh, with the elite. So those are you know the those names there. You don't have to be Batman to kind of like there's a pattern. There there's a bit of a pattern there. Yeah. You could certainly you know like Charlie Day get your red string out to be like it's all connected. Meltzer made this point on Wrestling Observer Radio, which is if you were to ask top level in AEW, they would tell you it is not CM Punk asking people to be sent home. Like if you ask Tony Khan, he would say it's not Punk. Mm. But the belief within the locker room is it is punk 
that is asking or requesting that these people not be booked for the show. Yeah. Trevor Dame on Twitter made a very interesting point on this, which I sort of parroted a little bit in a, a comment on the Rest Talk News, uh, which is just that at this point, surely it's just cheaper to ask Punk for a ban list rather, <laughs> rather, fly people out. rather than booking and flying people in and yeah. then having to fly them home again. Surely it's just easier to ask punk for a ban list yeah well there was the this by the way this is consistent with the scrum uh the, the scrum that started it all which was that um you know he'd said tony khan even interjects one point and says that there was no asking of punk to fire cock cabana or whatever yeah. like he, it makes a, a clear point of saying that and it's the same thing here they're going to say at the top level punk has nothing to do with banning people um and uh, there's also something a little bit where i can i can i don't know this is entirely speculation by the way i from from the stuff that i've read the things that i've seen the interview that i've done and my just reading of people in general i can easily imagine punk being like i'll work with anybody i don't mind like there's no, if it, give us a band list well, there's not really a band list like whatever i'll work with anybody and then the actions are different do you mm -hmm. know what i mean there's something about what we're seeing and what punk has shown through his actions through hijacking i, I get like hijacking that um episode of dynamite to, to call out adam page who's not in the building mm -hmm. um and saying saying what he said and i wrote it down because it's so interesting um so this was if, in case you don't remember this this was after punk had come back yeah and he were they were building to the champ versus champ match with mox yep and so punk had beaten uh page for the title yes gone and, away and gone away out of the from the injury and he came back and on an episode of dynamite he called out Hangman Page mm. in a on a show that Hangman Page was not booked for and was not in the building. So yeah. Punk went out there knowing full well Hangman Page cannot come out and answer any challenge that I lay down here, mm. and that was that will make him look bad. Yeah, and he basically says, "I'm calling out Page." Waits there, and it, that throws the entire company under the bus a little bit because little what bit. it means is, first of all, it makes Page look bad. Page is the good guy as far as we know in the story he's never he's never turned bad at any point um the commentary kind of know he's not there so they're thrown this isn't on the run sheet this isn't what is planned they're kind of trying to cover up the fact that we don't even know if he's in the building like what what what, what is this is is you know what's going to happen here who knows like that they're, they're kind of improvising literally and they do a brilliant job of it by the way um production don't have his music queued up even if he was there there's no what what do you do does punk does page go out and then what happens like it was a very unprofessional thing to do and then he follows it up by saying um the apology must be as loud and public as the disrespect yes right and that is the apology he's asking for is from page's line that he used in the build-up to double or nothing about workers about rights earlier. yeah which was that um he yeah you talk a big game about workers rights but you've shown the exact opposite since you've been here now what's really interesting about all of this to me is how all of this all of this brawl out everything else is happening outside of canon mm -hmm. right we talked about this a lot in 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 all wrestling media for me if it doesn't happen on the show it didn't really happen like oh but there's all of that that lore on being the elite well i haven't seen being the elite and i can't go back and watch all of it like in harry potter right in the seventh harry potter film suddenly um harry's holding a little bit of mirror that you can see dumbledore in it well i know what that is because i was a super fan who read all the books and read into all of the lore but your average moviegoer suddenly sees it's got mirror has no because it wasn't set up in the previous films incidentally trans rights so i think I had the same thing with dobby coming back right 
because it hadn't been seen since like the second movie, yeah. which you know no one watches because it's rubbish. And then um, it's actually better than you remember. It's not. It's it's the longest one, and unnecessarily so. Yeah. It's the, the longest Fair. one of the shortest book books I've not read for for the record. Um, <laughs> but but point, but like he shows up and then he like and then spoilers he dies and then it's like oh what a sad moment. I'm like why do I care? Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen him for years. That's it. Whereas like I care because I uh, so if you haven't watched every if you haven't read all the news if you haven't been as terminally online as we are as we are as punk is then you don't <laughs> for someone who says he never is but the boy's online oh he so is it's high it's, CM Punk <laughs> it's just it's it's a real this uh, we, so we start fantasy booking like okay well the main event of of All In it's gotta be Punk and, and Omega or or, or their, their first stadium show in America well you should build that because that's the biggest money match and it is the biggest money match in wrestling but the it's none of it has happened on screen really so there's so there's a lot of confusion a lot of like he said she said is it a work is it not a work are they are they moving towards a work does the behavior that we're hearing match with the behavior that we're seeing and then i then i look at tony Carter when i watch the scrum by the way which mm -hmm. is one of the uh best things in the history of visual media uh it is so funny denise salcedo's angle of this is is just the most funny Perfect. thing in the world it's, it's why it's the most watched uh version of the scrum yeah it's and, and it's no, no small part because you've got punk covered in blood openly complaining about everything surrounded by muffins killer yeah, opening muffins he's got a cake he's, he's got a little bag like like my nan coming home from her grocery store yeah, pack, yeah. unpacking this bag of tinned goods um killer lines in there by the way evps who couldn't manage a target is a read of the century love that um that's also interesting as well because i think in punks i actually forgot that line i'm pretty sure in punks primo on this one he said i was down to the local target oh the the, the law figures. the deep law um you got tony experiencing every emotion possible in the space of five seconds <laughs> you've got the journalists who are so like Hang on, what's going on right now? Frantically making their notes, and then every now and again, I go, "You, what are you? What are you? What are you called?" Uh, uh, uh. It's such exquisite theatre, um, but none of it is is canon. All of it is real backstage stuff. So until it happens in screen, it opens you up to this kind of discourse. Yes, and I'm so hyper aware of how close we are mm -hmm. to the biggest show in wrestling history, and how I find the achievement of selling 80,000 tickets at Wembley Stadium for a company that was founded four years ago. So unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it can't be put over enough how much of a, the, a, the a win that is. The detractors were saying if they do 40,000, they would be incredibly lucky. Right. There was someone who actually had said, and he, he's finding himself getting a little bit dunked on now, being like, Oh, I've heard they're actually only setting up for 40. Yeah. And that's going to be a terrible atmosphere because I've been in Wembley when there's a big fight feel mm. and this this won't well, have yeah. the big fight feel. I per we'll talk about all in later, but I personally believe that all in is going to blow the roof off. There's not a roof on Wembley Stadium, but it's going to I mean, you know, yeah. the, yeah, like, like hope for good weather. Well, I mean, fingers crossed. But like the 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 energy there is going to be insane because it's Brit rest and it's 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 this insurgent nature of this and company. And a traveling crowd. And a traveling crowd. And so I I I it's such a shame that all of this is detracting from what is a what should be the build like a golden summer for all elite wrestling right and it's interesting to me that i can't you know tony khan i don't know the guy i've never worked for the guy but there's something about his presence in all of this that feels to me a little bit like not only wanting to be the ceo wanting to be everyone's mate right mm -hmm. that says if your head of talent relations is not entering the, co the, the the building because one of your talent has 
an aura, a reputation, doesn't want to work with certain people, doesn't want people around. That is a real it's a massive problem. Real problem with your company. A huge problem. Now, all of this is reported. All of this is is currently still sort of like conversation speculation. It's a developing story. So and on on that as well. Yeah. Sorry to, to to jump in there because there was a few comments. I say a few, lots of comments mm. uh, on the the Rest Talk news video. They're kind of like we're calling us out, Rest Talk, but uh, you know me specifically because I was I was hosting it for using Meltzer as a source mm. on this one because Meltzer is anti-punk right i'm doing bucky o'hare is for, for podcast listeners he's, he's anti-punk he just wants to protect his friends the bucks he just wants to protect his friends kenny and then you, it's like well that's certainly one way to look at it but there are also people from fightful who are reporting miss kate from from fightful is saying look i've heard the same mm-hmm. things i've heard the same names mm. this is not just a Meltzer report that's trying to black bad mouth punk mm. uh, as some people think often is the case there are other sources and other outlets that are saying no we're hearing the same things we're hearing the same names that mm. are being turned away from shows mm. so it's not just a, it's not a Meltzer versus punk There's thing I, I, I just wanted multiple. to put that out there because I, there are multiple sources. i just wanted to put that out there because i think a lot of people can easily go down the this is just melt society yeah. with the bucks, which is what he always does, which is kind of a, a, a Reddit rhetoric. Well, also, I think people are so passionate about AEW because it is this insurgent company that saved a lot of people, right? Like I, I spoke, I had a little monologue a couple of weeks ago about how I don't really care about AEW because I don't care about companies. I care about the business, right? And and I still, I still maintain that, but I can understand why people chant AEW and they don't chant WWE. Mm-hmm. I can understand. It's hard to do. It's, it's hard to do and it sounds rubbish. But um, but it, it it wrestling was a poorer place without AEW, right? The the insurgent nature of this company, the the founding, the the using Tony Khan's like personal money to put together this company and build it to the point where it can sell out Wembley Stadium. I'm sorry, I can't I, I can't get over how amazing that is. Also to turn a profit in year one. Yeah. Which they didn't think like, Tony didn't think that was going to happen because yeah. like, he got a, a loan from his dad like all good billionaires do to, to start companies to, mm. to get loans from from other billionaires and he started his company saying look it's not going to turn money in year one but by the end of year four or into year five I can mm. you know turn this amount of money he's a stats man but he made a profit at the end of year one it was like oh Sick. Well, that's sick. That's amazing. But the point being, it's it's. I can understand why people would would read the news and, and not like it because they don't want their company, their thing that saved their wrestling fandom, their insurgent company that that it galvanized the industry away from the monopoly, uh, which was a bad thing to have a monopoly. Um, they don't want it to be ruined and soiled and ripped apart and and whatever. Um, and the idea of an anti AW bias or a, a pro punk bias or any of this stuff goes against that idea of that harmony of that keep this going because we need this that fire but what, right? I, what i find interesting about that though is that i i mean i'm seeing it literally in the live chat mm. and it's just something you and i talked about um just when we were just chatting last week mm. that there is you know, tribalism within wrestling is it's certainly been I mean, we I, we talked about this on this channel a lot since the launch of AEW in 2019. This this whole like I, I don't really get tribalism. I don't get picking mm-hmm. one side. I sort of do because when I was a, in my 20s, I was like I prefer TNA over WWE, yeah. and I would much prefer to watch TNA yeah, than I would. The preference is one thing, but like actual hardcore tribalism, I'm just like well, this is my thing, and this is the only good one, and that's a bad one. Imagine being hardcore tribal for TNA in 2010. By the way, like, it wasn't 2010. <laughs> it was 2000. It was 2005, which is when it was really good. <laughs> 2005 2007 those are the glory years of and actually into 2008 glory years of tna wrestling mm. and i would be on forums arguing that tna is better than mm-hmm. wwe because for my money 
it was it mm. was a better product even with all of its flaws it was still a much more enjoyable product but we talked about sort of like tribalism within wrestling and there is tribalism of you're either a uh, a fed an e-drone or whatever they call them a, a, yeah. a fed stan or whatever you want to call them and the aew marks or whatever you, you want to call them this and the other like those are the two pockets there's actually now a new microcosm within aew there are tribalism people for dynamite and tribalism people for mm. collision and it's fascinating to go through like brian alvarez you know when he tweets the the uh the numbers the, the viewing figs and stuff there's always used to be an argument of like w and aew there's now arguments between people of this is why collision is the better show collision mm. is that it doesn't do flip de do wrestling on the same show that had the andrade ladder match nonsense. <laughs> but people being like no dynamite's the better show you are team elite or you are team punk mm. and that's what punk was trying to tie into and try and sort of like get it get into with that post-show promo yeah. was yeah, yeah i'm according to voice of wrestling stoking the fires against the elite fans mm. so that they're gonna boo me even harder and if you look at like the mixed reaction that he gets on this show the people booing him are probably people who are team elite mm. and the people who are cheering him are team punk i'm literally looking at the live chat here there are people who are like punk is right punk is this punk is that punk's the best punk's whatever and people being like hangman's comments were blown out of proportion the elite were right all mm. along punk is a cancer to this industry mm. i find that so interesting yeah the, well and and, and so sorry and, no. and the one someone made a point i think it was actually trevor dame again said that for years wwe or even a decade wwe tried to get people to be either team raw, raw or team smackdown. smackdown and it never happened mm. you were just a fan of wwe mm. and AEW have somehow managed to do it with dynamite and collision mm. not through really the shows itself but they're sort of top stars on those shows mm. i mean that's what that's uh, what cm punk does yeah <laughs> pretty much you yeah. know like he he it, it's his special unique talent it's his it's his strength and his weakness it's his virtue and his flaw it's like he is this this polarizing figure who on the one hand delivers the most incredible promos and, and is a master in the ring like masterpiece matches and yeah. we saw kind of bits of examples of that on this episode of collision when he sat down when he with, sat down with, with, with black uh, which uh, was his thing. black yeah when he sat down against malachi black i and someone reposted being like that's aura yeah and it and it is it is like an intangible thing mm. that is aura like i sat forward in my yeah me too like, oh that's cool. my hands together yeah, like, oh, that's so cool the other side of that is him showing up backstage to raw and asking if he can get in the <laughs> building and potentially trying to have hangman page banned from the ring or coming out on a on an episode of dynamite to call out a man who's not in the building and throw the entire thing on on under the bus and that, the, the unprofessionalism of that yeah it's all of these that's who that's what punk does so when you you said that like tony khan this is this isn't your reporting you said this morning that tony khan wanted punk as one of his cornerstones to build his company off yeah and that's why when you bring him in and you you brand AEW as this kind of upstart insurgent stick it to the man you stoke that tribalism anti-wwe thing which you get to do because you are the secondary promotion like you're the underdog mm -hmm. i don't mean secondary in a negative way by the way they just are the underdog promotion will that then bleed it's now turning on you and it's only secondary you. in the states you can make yeah. that argument and it's, it's now bleeding into into your 
weekly programming to have dynamite versus collision it's it's, it's fascinating it's, it's super interesting and like we've we've gone 40 minutes yeah. just on the, this opening topic here it's almost like uh, going back to my oh, we have chats. Uh, content like <laughs> and yeah we have got some chats to go to so we're going to dive into those in a minute but we do have to kind of address you know the, the thumbnail question that we had here mm. is this all a work so let me take you back to bash at the beach <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you back. People have seen the Dark Side of the Ring episode. <laughs> you find a way to bring Jeff Jarrett into this one more time. Let me take you back to, to Bash of the Beach 2000. They recently just did a Dark Side of the Ring episode. They did. It, which I, I, it's actually the only episode I've watched of this season mm. of Dark. Because it's actually not easy to get in the UK. No, it's not. It, it it's really air, annoying. It doesn't air on any of our channels. We'll get it on Channel 4 in about five years. Oh, yeah. I, I have to watch it through like, you know, dodgy Naughty YouTube ways. channels. Yeah, yeah. Dodgy YouTube channels. But, and I, ha I wanted to watch the episode on Bash of the Beach 2000. And broad strokes of the episode, they went, dunno. <laughs> it's, it's, frankly, it's a rubbish episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's telling you nothing that you haven't already heard before from the same people. And at the end of it, it just shrugs its shoulders and goes, like, dunno. Yeah. But anyway, WCW closed the following year and, and, and Vince Porter's like, that's got nothing to do with Bash of the Beach. Yeah. But anyway, anywho. Um, the idea behind Bash of the Beach 2000, and this is something that sort of like Bischoff and Russo and, and Jarrett and everyone and Hogan can agree on. The idea was we're going to work everyone. Right. So we had this secret meeting and we're going to do this thing on TV where Jarrett goes out and he just lays down in the middle of the ring and Hogan pins him. And then Hogan's going to cut a promo afterwards to be like, that's why this company's in the damn shape that it's in because of BS like this. It's almost a direct quote, if I remember that correctly. And he takes the world title away and he goes off and you don't see him again. And then later on in the show, Vince Russo uh, announces it's actually going to be Jarrett. Jarrett's still the champion. It's going to be him versus Booker T. And the end of the show, Booker T wins the title. And you build to a the idea being Starcade. It says Halloween Havoc, but I always thought it was going to be Starcade. Halloween Havoc or Starcade. Hogan comes back, it's champ versus champ. We crown a real world champion here. Yeah. But the way that this is going to work and the way this is not going to be like any other angle is we're going to work the boys. Mm. So you are going to see Hogan storm out of the building. You're going to hear Hogan arguing with Vince Russo. You're going to see Hogan storming out of, of various different things, telling the boys, this is what he's going to try and get me to do. Vince Russo then telling the boys, this is what he's going to try and get me to do. And working all of the boys in the building so that then they can't go and tell the newsletters, mm. oh, it's an angle. Mm. Because then you as a viewer are being like, what's going on? And even if you're a hardcore fan that's reading Dave Meltzer's newsletter, you're like, this is real. Like This mm. is real life that's playing out here. I just wanted to preface that and bring up that little bit of history by so I could just present to you is this all a work? Well, it's because it's it is key names. Yeah, it is. You know, easy. Like we just said, then you don't have to be Batman to mm -hmm. kind of point, pinpoint together. This could be punk. What if this is all just one big elaborate thing? So that uh, all in, this is my fantasy booking head that I'm putting out here. Uh, the, we have the finish of of uh, Young Bucks and, and FTR, and uh, Bullet Club Gold run in. Never big brawl. Kenny Omega runs down to to make the save with to, to make the save against the Young Bucks, and then sh sh Punk comes out, and they all clear house, and you have that stare off of CM Punk and FTR against the Bucks and Kenny Omega ahead of All Out. Ahead, either ahead of All, yeah, perhaps All Out. They're not announced for matches, mm. and that's so you'd be like, that's the moment. Like so, to take I'm, your I'm question, saying, is all of this a work? Well, it's wrestling is built on 
this perfect blend of reality and fiction mm -hmm. for the past 25 years since it became wider public knowledge that we have uh kayfabe and the wrestling is is mm -hmm. uh fake like for, yeah. for lack of a more pejorative word scripted predetermined the acknowledgement of that has become the Montreal screw job. Yeah. Did, was that real? Was, was that, that a work? What, like, which there are some people who still debate that, even though that's at this point. That's actually a very good episode of Dark Side of the Ring, is because there's Scott Hall watching it being like, that's a work. Right. Like, there's like, look at what Brett does there. Like, yeah. There's no, he's helping him. Like, right. There's no way this isn't a work. Then you have. Um, to what end, Scott? The, the, the other side of that, and, I, and I've talked about that with, with the in canon out canon thing, Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble 2019 where you get that I'm jumping around my living room at four in the morning because Fit Finley has said go in the match. That's not because Becky Lynch, the character, was was so over. It's also because of the real story of Becky Lynch, the woman who mm. quit the business because she had a massive anxiety, went and worked in Aer Lingus, found a way back in and was denied, 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 manually got herself over, mm. right? That's all of that goes into it. Then you have way back in the annals of history, you've got Brian Pillman, you've mm -hmm. got... Andy Kaufman, this idea of was that supposed to happen? Is that real? Is that fake? I don't know. And my answer to you, Luke Owen, is I don't know. I hope yeah. that it is, because for the benefit of this company, I again, while I don't necessarily care about the company and whatever, I care about it is its existence for the benefit of wrestling as a whole. You know, for all we know, they're all sat there backstage ha, having ha, a ha. good old laugh. Yeah, sharing some muffins. Sharing some muffins, you know, toasting each other in a beer like yeah. God and boys. It's so easy. Yeah. You know, you know and, and like, we're what not only are we work but like, we, are we, we as the boys or are we working the, the dirt sheets and things we're like that? Lapping it up. And, and we're we are, ready. Look, we've been to go for forty five minutes on I'm this topic. About. And we've got a bunch of people that want to join in this conversation yeah. here because this is interesting. The very first comment that was left on this video on the live stream site was like, Who honestly cares? Dude, look at the amount of people that are watching this stream, the amount of comments. People care about mm. this. And I go back to what I'd said on that first episode of Collision. Dude's magic. Yeah. Like there is something about punk that is just magic. Yeah. And he creates this kind of magic. Whether it's a work, whether it's a shoot, because even if this is a, a shoot and he has just got this band list and he doesn't want people in the building, that is equally as we need to talk about this. You could say that's his X factor. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Should we talk about small Yeah, let's get into... <laughs> Oh, I thought I was delightful. Thank you. Um, yeah, let's get into your no mega chats on this one because a bunch of you have got some thoughts here because, uh, I mean, do you know what? Uh, Mod Mother is not on the uh, stream today. No. So do you mind reading out our first chat? Yeah, I'm gonna we will put, go I'm in. I'm going to put up the poll here. Okay, so uh, Mark Hennessy says, when it was announced that CM Punk would be returning to AEW, I said at the time his return would bite Tony Khan and AEW in the ass. Glad to be right, Punk may help glad to be right punk may help aw in the short term but he's going to hurt them in the long term for a guy that loves brett and hates hogan punk is to aw what hogan was to wcw and tna good for the short term to help their growth bad for the long term for the damage he does tony khan is very much the dixie carter and eric bischoff of the situation letting him do what he wants and being a boss it's hard to feel sympathy for khan when after all the damage punk did last year to the company image he still brought him back not a good look for Tony and AW. Matt Hardy is very close with the elite. He's made it clear they were in the right as it relates to Brawl Out. Now he's being sent home from working collision tapings. That ain't a coincidence. TK letting Punk run the company and now Christopher Daniels, who's head of talent relations, who is also close to the elite, is being sent home. I love AEW and want them to succeed and hate tribalism and I want the best for AEW and WWE because then we all win. But if Tony Khan doesn't put his foot down and remind Punk who is in charge, Punk's behavior will give them another black eye like he did at Brawl Out last year. Do you know, uh, uh, Miss Kate Fabe from Fightful made this point as well. You know, one of the people who's like, I've also heard the names that are this and the other. She made the point that like when Punk came back, he, in that ESPN article, felt really bad about putting Tony Khan in, that, in the position that mm. he did and apologized to him for putting the position that he did in, in Brawl Out, uh, in that media scrum in particular. And then it was like, and it kind of sucks that he's just doing it again. Mm. He's putting him in this position yeah. again. Uh, very well read out, by the way. Thank you very much. It was, it was excellent. Although I, I would say as well, um, Hogan was not even good for the short term in TNA. <laughs> yeah, it was very much over the second Very it much over. It but, also wasn't great for the short term in WCW either, because the first like, few years, <laughs> it was the NWO were good for the short term. But to the point, it is that thing of Tony Khan has to at some point, if, if this is all, if we are to say that this is all shoot, this is all a real problem, Tony Khan has to put his foot down. He does. He has to be he the has to CEO. step in. The picture of him cuddling claudio which is hilarious the picture of him the, the, the picture of him sat there looking like an actual child who's brought to work that day next to cm punk during that media scrum he's the ceo i get that he's a fan i get that he he really i, I do fundamentally believe he does want the best business he wants us to see because he cares about wrestling and that's to his credit i think he needs to step his i was going to use a drag phrase which i probably shouldn't say on the channel uh what is do you want to whisper it to me can i just say it well i, I know if it's gonna it's not like evil <laughs> i mean now that you've said it i kind of do tony you need to step your pussy up honey you gotta you gotta step it up i 
look, I've got no in within the, the drag world. And as in, like, I've never watched RuPaul or anything like that. Like, James, like James Manfield is the closest I've ever yeah. come. Like, I've never been to a drag show or anything like that. But things like that, I'm like, oh, I bet you it's well fun, though. It's great. It's the best fun in the world. And wrestling is drag. I'm sorry, it just is. Um, but yeah, he needs to step it up and he needs to to put his foot down. And I'm not saying that means it's a hard thing to say, well, look what punk does for business. Look at us. Look at us talking about this. This, the, this is the most watched collision in the show we've done. Since Do you know what I mean? Like it, he, he's worth it. So you've got to put things in place where this doesn't happen. You've got to, you've got to, you know, mm -hmm. be better at that business side of it. But the poll is up, by the way, um, which I've given three options on. Is this a work? Is this a shoot? Mm. Uh, <laughs> when you said what you were going to say there was someone who immediately knew what it was you know it. and was like damn that's hilarious you and me but mod mother although not working today has <laughs> just put the eyeball emoji up <laughs> very good but yeah the poll is mod up. mother is always watching uh the, the poll is up i've given you three options yes no i honestly don't know mm. so I'm, I'm very curious and from what i can see it's close i've had a little flick through of the chats and they are interesting uh so um, thomas here says hey prof and luke uh regarding reading yet more reports of punk up to his usual bs they got me wondering how long will it be before all of this causes a detrimental effect on aew that they as a company can or may not ever recover from i am gonna put this out there now wwe is still around oh yeah and they have dealt with way bigger politickers yeah. than uh than aew have have ever encountered way 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 they survived crybaby sean of the, mm. of, the oh, yeah. of the late 90s and came out the other side of it as a much better company mm -hmm. you can't say ever in business you, can, you can't say never in business you can't you certainly can't say never within the world of wrestling and like you can look at a company that's just sold eighty thousand tickets for for wembley it's hard to make it was like oh, this company's in the mud. This company's going to go under mm. because like, well, they're, they're still doing a really good job on TV. They're number one in most areas yeah. on cable. They're okay. My, on, my only counter to that is attendance is down in the US in a big way. They haven't sold many tickets for All Out yet. Um, there was that picture of the Jericho Appreciation Society going around on Twitter um, from Dynamite, where it literally looked like there was half the arena was full, that, and then just the Golden Girls in the other corner. That is so true. Not, but there is still that, a that, new that company. That is true, but that's also the case for Raw and SmackDown as well, because the hard cam is always empty. Oh, that was not just the hard cam; that was an entire. Oh, I, I haven't seen that picture. I thought it was just just the hard cam. No, side. no, no, hard because I looked at Collision. Yeah. Collision this week was was yeah, pretty. Hard, full. hard cam side is usually empty. Yeah, because it was they're often not set up to to do stuff there. Over over the past few months, AEW haven't been selling as many tickets in the US. That is true. That. So not trying to be a naysayer to what you're saying, no, which I think is dead true. And also they've just signed big deals with Warner Brothers. They've got income. Um, they're still a new company. So I think this concern over, and again, what I go back to, it is, it's very precious to people. There is a concern that it, mm. it goes tits up because of one person. But I think you are right. Yeah. Even so, though they are a new company, I don't think it's that level yet for a while. It was not. It sort of wasn't, it sort of wasn't. But really, broad strokes, it was not the politicking in WCW that killed WCW. No, it, what was killed, it help. What killed WCW was Vince Russo's run of awfulness. Mm -hmm. his, his bad run year, him and Bischoff not really working together and effectively just running the company into the ground. But more importantly, it was the lack of making money. They were losing money yep. hand over fist throughout 99 and then even worse into 2000. And so when it came to 2001, Jamie Kellner was like, why are we doing this? Yep. I don't want resting on my network. And, and the then, second you lose your TV time. And the second you lose your TV time, that's it. 
AEW is still turning a profit, so that's fine. But it's to the point that Thomas is making there is that can it cause detrimental effect? Mm. Absolutely it can. But I would never say that, like, you could probably, you know, in five years' time, look be like, this is the point. Mm. But you don't know that just yet. Yeah. Uh, Chris here says, Crybaby Punk strikes again. Can't say that I didn't warn you. I'm not even angry at Punk anymore because that's like being angry when it's raining in Britain. <laughs> It'll keep happening. But I am mad at TK, who's completely caved to Punk on who he thinks management is. And now Tony might as well hand the keys over to Punk at this point after years of criticizing WWE for pandering to VKM alone. It's ironic how Punk has become the VKM of AEW, where everyone else revolves around him to the detriment of the product. Oh, I don't know what that's an so I'll work it out. Okay. Uh, lastly on the subject, he says he draws ratings, but Collision and Rampage shows both feel like, uh, both show that he was the focal point in their debuts and both competing, uh, aren't competing with NXT combined, let alone being near Raw SmackDown. I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. I have no idea what Twizzles is, by the way. No, but also that is apples and oranges. And Rampage is on at a dog-ass time on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Collision is on on a Saturday night. It's not going to draw those numbers because that's not it's third on cable Mm. like it is doing great numbers in the grand scheme of things the number may look small but when compared to everything else on cable it is doing fine and it is doing very well the same with dynamite type people like oh dynamite's not doing a million it's number one on cable Mm. like it is the most watched show on cable Mm. it is doing great and that's what warner brothers are interested in yeah so yes you can look at the numbers also ratings are different now than they used to be and they are right they are different now than they used to be because I saw someone being like, he's not drawing as much as uh, as a Dom is on, on NXT. <laughs> it's like, it's a different station to a different audience. Yeah, and look, you nobody can compa- be Dominic Mysterio. You can't compare apples and oranges. Yes, they're both fruits, but they're not the same. Yeah. So I... When you look at it, you've got to look at who is number one and obviously the demos and things like that. Andy here, and, and CM Punk has actively shown he is a draw when he is on... The lowest rate show that they've done was the episode he wasn't re- resting on. Andy said, feels like Punk is trying to shoot into a work, and here I am wanting to boo the man, and he's making me shoot. Uh, even if this is all a work, with all in round the corner, he needs to stop. Now is not the time. Please stop. Danny G, afternoon, lads. I hope this is a work, but if it's not, seems like Punk is addicted to chaos. Collision is great. Why does he constantly throw gas on the <laughs> fire? Like Hogan in WCW, he has way too much power, and Tony may have to make a decision soon, but I do hope that I am wrong. Um, Will Banter here says, since the beginning of this decade, we've all had to live through such an exhausting conflict and multiple historic events. Personally, the only conflict I want in wrestling nowadays is in the story, not behind the scenes. It's so hard to be a punk fan in 2023. We have talked about this. Yeah, I personally like to know people get on. Like, I don't like it when people are upset. We were talking about this this morning in the context of movies and people just wanting to go and see nice things. In wrestling especially, like, I like to believe the idea that Punk has text Hangman going, okay, I'm just going to say this about your action figures in the promo, is that okay? And Hangman's going, yeah, fine, whatever. Like, I, it it makes me, like, the idea of Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss not getting on stress me out. I don't like it. I want people to get on and work together to put on the best show. I get that you're going to have conflicts and not everybody can get along, but Mm -hmm. I just do wish we could make a cake full of rainbows and eat it and everyone has a nice time. So I I can The world is not that way. (laughs) The world is not that way, unfortunately. Um, But that doesn't mean you have to go down the road of where we've yeah. been with this whole story I, I, absolutely yeah. like it is it, you know uh, i 
we've noticed this on the channel. Me and Pete talked a little bit about this on the this, uh, the SummerSlam review, mm. which is that like if you lead with a negative title on a on a news thumbnail yes. or a post, people come at you for being negative. We, me and Pete, had a big talk about this sort of like in a production meeting uh, on last Thursday. If people come at you being like, "You're always negative," you know, even if you say ninety eight things positive mm -hmm. in an episode, but you said two things that are negative, you're like, "You're always negative." I don't want negativity because people are since the pandemic. I would argue since twenty sixteen. People just want to have positive vibes because the world's bad enough as it is. I don't need extra stuff in my yeah. life. In my hobby, I don't need extra drama. Mm. You know, the, the biggest movie of the year so far is what we were talking about earlier. Mm. It's the Super Mario Brothers movie, a movie that does not challenge you. Yeah. It is 1.3 billion and it doesn't even try to challenge you in yeah. any way. It is script 101 just fed through a machine and a mm -hmm. machine fed it back out of just like here is plot point a b and c and they just followed that to the letter and there's no conflict in that movie there is no character growth or anything like that it is just there's no challenge to it but of uh, course writers are important but the writers are, well, yeah, absolutely <laughs> I, obviously yeah and cm punk would agree the same uh, that was a sax track which also, is yeah. funny as well larry Stephen amell <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder what Stephen did. Did you see Stephen was on the picket line for it? Yeah, so his agent was on the phone and was like, stop it. Cheeky <laughs> bastard. Um, anywho, Valor Mabadapundi has been a member for, get this, 26 months. Whoa. Says, uh, gets choked out by Samoa Joe and all he has in mind is Hangman. Hanger isn't paying rent free up there. The Guilty Hat said, while it's still, um, while it's still very, uh, I'm not sure what that said. He said, she said. Oh, he said, he said, she said, uh, it, what started a brawl out in the stories of people are being sent home to appease punk, either requested or not makes the original story about cult sound far more true. At what point is punk more trouble than he's worth? Uh, Watcher said, assuming punk actually has the ability to kick the head of talent relations home because of his star power. This is some genuine WCW stuff, spineless leadership and absolute running of the show it sucks after the scrum it wouldn't surprise me i stopped watching aew after a while after the initial punk and uh, versus elite drama before coming back since it started the elite got at least some of what a decent ground if this isn't a work might as well cancel that fight subscription again it does ha leave a bad taste in your mouth it certainly does say. oh yeah. yeah mayor of painesville a lot of people uh, backlash at the media and dave especially here but we have been here before with punk Several times. He's not hiding it. If this is done for heat, this is just wrong. This is why most people uh, want to watch AEW. Uh, this isn't why most people want to watch AEW. I'm not siding with the Elite or Punk. Both caused trouble, but things were smoother before Punk. Punk became what he hated in Hogan. Focused on himself, not the bigger picture, although he claims he is. Who else shall be requesting bands? Nakazawa? So yeah, interesting points there, Dan. Thank you very yeah. much for a lot of that. Yeah. And I said also a good point on there, which is you know Dan's making. I'm not siding with either team. No, because the elite's hands aren't clean. Oh, I don't. In a lot of this also, as well. I don't care. Like <laughs> I don't care about this. This who cares was the was the first comment on this. Not necessarily. I, I mean, obviously we've spoken for an hour. Like I care. I don't care whose side of this drama. Just get over yourselves because like uh, that's what I mean. Like we've been saying in the office. Yeah. Like, kind of since Punk came back is like guys. The, Sit around the table. The money here is working together on yeah. this. Not do, like this is not the way to do it. If this is leading to the way to do it, then that's grand. But the way to make money from this situation, and that is always the key part of wrestling, is to work together. You don't have to like each other. You just need to work with each other. Also, as a that's the business side of it. As an artist, mm. you love pro wrestling. Tell a yeah. great pro wrestling story. Yeah. Just be, you love, put a great match together, guys. Like, 
get up, grow up. The, pet, like. the, the pettiness on display is, yeah. is, is often off the charts. AJ Gardner here. Uh, Dan talking about none of Brawl Out being canon. Perfectly articulated for me why I don't care about any of this petty BS. Despite loving his work on collision, I get why people are saying they preferred how AEW felt pre-punk. If this petty sniping is the price I have to pay for punk's presence, then sadly it isn't worth it for me. On the positive side, another great episode of Collision! And what a main <laughs> yes. event! Please, Tony, give me Willow versus Sheeta at some point. It'll be class. Uh, Rob Steedley's been a member for 14 months in a row said CM Punk to AEW is what Hogan was to WCW or TNA Impact what are your thoughts my thoughts are you ain't the only person to have that thought absolutely and uh, Hogan did nothing for TNA whereas Punk has done something for, for AEW I would agree with that and Hogan didn't do as much for WCW as a lot of people possibly want to give him credit for because really the rise of that is the NWO which he was a part of but a key portion of that is Kevin Nash, mm. Scott Hall, and Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff, yeah. Who stole the idea from someone else. Yeah. Um, Spencer Train has been a member for three months in a row. I'm joking, of course. No, you're right. You did. Um, <laughs> you did. You it Japan. Uh, said, hey boys, amazing collision this week. I will never personally discredit Punk's skill in the ring or on the mic, but I do think he is a backstage issue. Though I am more against Punk than four, I keep saying that I'm glad he's not me too bad. He's just a knob. I mean, look, we... Uh, to- crikey on a... Like, oh, crikey on a cracker, like, like if that's the standard that we're yeah, setting, we'll say, I want. I say I am not condoning that as a standard yeah. that we should be setting for people, and neither should you, Spencer. The the, the, <laughs> the bar for the bar is low. Like yeah. if it's don't be me too bad, the bar is low. The bar is low. But like I will say, there is my friend and I had this discussion once about like the, there is a category of people who aren't evil but also aren't like it's just they're dickheads, right? Yeah, he's a bit of a dickhead. Do you know he's a dickhead isn't like a, a pejorative. It's just like. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah. Like, I know wrestlers in the industry that I've dealt with who are dickheads. <laughs> they are. There's people, but, there's dickheads in every industry. But I, I was, I'm but an I, influencer. But, but I'd book them. Yeah, I'd there you go. The because ah, it's worth it. Yeah. And like, you'll get, you'll get more work by being a good person. You know why Rylan is on every British TV show? Because he's a nice person. <laughs> like, by all accounts, the guy gets more work because he's a nice person. But, you know, sometimes dickheads are good for business. Farquhar Force, who authorized Punk to send people home? Just going to clarify again, just for any lawyers watching, allegedly. Uh, if Punk has been behaving this way for a while now, it's because Tony Khan allows him to do it and is comfortable with it. Also, the elite had leverage recently. They could have used it to keep Punk in check. Yeah, I mean, that would just bring into question the uh, the uh, new contract. Well, that's again why I sort of lean more towards mm. this work side of things. But anyway, mm. William Rosmer says, the worst thing about this main event is how it ended was obviously from halfway through last week's show. As for CM Punk, I love him, but he's always been a hmm, who can't let go of a grudge. The only thing that has ever changed are his targets. Like I said on Thursday, CM Punk needs to be the thumbnail for all <laughs> of WrestleMania. He's desperate for it. Well, yeah. Lo- Last week, I-, I didn't know who I was doing the show with, and I was like on the way, and I was like, oh, I wonder who it's going to be. And then I saw the thumbnail, and it was CM Punk versus the Elite, and I went, oh, it's Ollie. Oh, yeah. okay. But then that's come unglued today. I honestly, I had a, a not a pop at Ollie, but I made reference to that on the show. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot believe you did that on the Monday show. We did that on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> we did the exact same thing. Um, but, you know, in fairness, like okay the guy's making waves isn't he a a little bit of behind the curtains thing here you look at any youtube uh analytics back end thing like not just for our channels but sort of youtube as a whole 
it's the most searched for thing when mm. it comes to collision especially this weekend yeah uh, s morgan said cm punk is a kid who wanted to be bret hart and he's grown up to be Shawn michaels somewhere along the way uh blizzaro big l in the punk uh if in the punk elite both are at fault he got uh, Halit got heated, assuming Punk was involved with Cult, and Punk shot when the Elite were brought into TV. Uh, each of them brought it to a new level, uh, and the Elite and Punk need to be held to standards, even being uh, EVPs and a champ. It's also interesting to note, they're going to be under the same roof next week. Oh, Colli- because they're doing two shows ahead of coming Collisions being taped after Dynamite next week before they fly oh over God, to the UK. Three in a row, because they're going to do All Out as well. Yeah. God, if I'm Tony Khan, I am having a massage. <laughs> Well, thankfully, Wembley's big. Uh, the Guilty Hat says, uh, I don't want to give credit for Paige for being professional about this. Twice now, Punk has randomly taken an unscripted shot at him, undermining what was the top face of the company a year ago. Wouldn't blame him for shooting back, uh, but we know he, who'd get punished. Uh, Kid Cuddy here says, Yes, Luke, you are right in saying that they need to succeed in trying to separate CM Punk fans and elite fans. But there is also a growing number of people that the stuff ju- is just go away heat from. And no, Luke, it's not because he's magic or other BS like that. I No, I, the thing is, uh, go away heat from is true like it, it that is there are people who are just turned off by things like that and then just mm-hmm. go away like yeah. it's not it, when it stops becoming fun right they will just step back so like but 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 that that is true at the same time as him having his own x factor yes uh, absolutely yeah the two are not sort yeah. of like linked together i know people within this office who are done and like and name it, them when we go off air but i, I mean i, I don't even we'll need to ban hide, them from the building i don't even need to sort of hide this <laughs> at all because we've had this conversation on the black poor content club a few right. times before which is that p and tempest you know when we talk about like, we're going to talk about this like tempest like oh, right man, like i don't want to talk about this mm. i find this to be an off-putting topic it's not my favorite thing to talk about wrestling he is in of that I don't want to just sit here and just like talk about the bad side of things. Yeah. I'd rather talk about the positive side. I mean, he's had a, Tepper's had a great weekend. <laughs> yeah, and like and with Pete, G1. And like Pete is in a very similar mode as well, yeah. which is like, I'm kind of sick of talking about this. That's kind of the point that Kid Cuddy is making here, which is that, you know, there are people who are just going to be turned off completely yeah. by this and not want to watch Dynamite or watch Collision. But if we want to talk about sort of like the wider general audience, the, the non canon stuff, they're probably not going to be hugely affected by this. And people, and maybe people do want to be, but yeah, you aren't going to please every master. Uh, we'll, that, get, we'll get into this when we come to the all-in thing. Yeah, You're never going to please every yeah. side of an audience with an angle or a storyline or a work or a shoot mm. like this. Uh, and Justin Reed here, I think this might be our final one before we get into show. Nope, there's a couple more. That's how uh, it is. Said, um, it has to happen on TV to be canon. This seems like Punk wants to do this and couldn't get Paige and the Bucks on board. So he's trying to force them into doing these kinds of promos and that people being sent home wouldn't matter if they weren't all pro elite well just read i think that first part there is the that's what voices of wrestling were saying it's almost trying to kind of kick start this a little bit uh spencer says i need to defend myself <laughs> <laughs> you right in there burst into the room sorry sorry i said i said a thing but let me <laughs> Uh, Dan put it the right way. Some people are just bellends, unfortunately. <laughs> Personally, I said with Elite, please, can we all just coexist and do what is best for AEW? Well, that I think we can all agree on. But I mean, maybe I was about to say we all agree on, but I don't think we all can agree on that. <laughs> and Zach Robinson has been a member for 26 months in a row. So CM Punk, the character, is one of the best wrestlers to ever grace TV. Phil Brooks, the person, is a tired, petty man. But I can't deny 
that he gets us talking. I originally read that as a tired, pretty man. But um, <laughs> hey, look, I mean, look, each to their own. It's each to their own. I'm, I enjoy the salt and pepper look that he's got sort of yeah, going on. In bit the of grizzle in there. Bit of grizzle. I'm going to end this poll now. Thank you so all so much. The other one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thank you all so much. You joined in on the poll. I can reveal it is an even split. I honestly don't know one out of the poll with 39%. No, it is not a work set 33. Yes, it's 27. Goodness. That is effectively 33, 33, 33. Mm-hmm. In, so, in so many words there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, well, that that's kind of, again, you know, I know Kid Wrestling Cuddy, is the I, I know Kid Cuddy called me out for it. That's, that's the magic no, of bunk. But it's also the magic of wrestling, isn't it? Good point, Dan. It's the magic of wrestling. Yeah. So an hour and ten minutes into the show, we need to breeze through <laughs> Collision. We can, but the thing is, we can because with Collision, one of the things that makes it so fresh and entertaining is that there's just wrestling. There is just wrestling, but we do also need to talk about All In. So there's, you know, maybe. Oh yeah, things. yeah. Anyway, uh, we're we, here till five. We had the opening promos done by acclaimed Christian and CMFTR, which was very lovely. And we opened the show with Ricky Starks. Mm. Uh, Tony, Sh- Tony Schiavone interviewed him in the ring. He was holding the belt that he used to whip uh, Ricky with nice. last week, nice. and they announced that he has been suspended from wrestling mm. for 30 days. But to circumnavigate that, Starks, big brain player, has got himself a manager's license, so he will still be on the shows. I would like to know the uh, logistics behind getting a manager's license. Uh, it doesn't sound like, uh, did he have to pass a test? Was there a course involved? I has he been it. doing this for a while? Or was it just that he went and got it? Like, I, what's the I logic? Wonder, I, maybe it's like a driver's uh, test here in the UK, so you've got to do yeah. your theory version first. Because well, yeah, then he got to do some practice matches. Yeah. I, I think, you know, did you, when did you do your theory test? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, of course you can't, because you live in London. Um, when you do the theory test, like it's one of the newer things now. They literally show you a video, and you have to click when like danger is about to happen, or like you know when you have sort of like things to be sort of so mindful of as a driver. He's got to play as a manager on Fight Forever, yeah, and if I, he passes the test. Well, no, I was thinking it's like you're watching it from a first person perspective. When do you triple leg? Yeah, and right. Just, nice. And you're yeah. like, when when is the right time to interfere? <laughs> like that's the theory test that you have to pass. This. Yeah, and then you have to do the practical mm. test. Um, but anyway, yeah, he's got a manager's license. Uh, he said next week he's going to burn this place to the ground. Punk, this blood is on your hands. I can take the L, but you can't live with yours. You ain't Superman and you sure ain't Ricky Starks. It was a great promo and oh, was Ricky great. was fired up for this. Mm. Is he going to be in Joe's corner for All In? That was my first thought. I don't know that Joe needs it. I don't know that Joe would want it. Yeah. Um, but one of my issues with All In and All Out I, from a logistics perspective is that I don't think I think there are so many plates spinning and so many things and, and Punk has got so many different things going on that it's like, where where are we going? What's the cohesion? How are we, how are we doing this? Like you, you said you felt that Joe and Punk had been feuding. I argue actually Punk's in a feud with Starks and Joe has just sort of been there and his stuff with Punk wasn't necessarily a feud so much as it just was Joe and Punk exist. Yeah. So this would be, having Ricky Starks be involved in it in that way is a good way to tie it all together. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, 
the acclaimed took on the Iron Savages. Uh, Iron Savages, I uh, as a throwback '80s tag team, are so delightful. And for them being then on the, the Saturday show is mm. it's kind of a sort of a fun thing. Yeah. Uh, particularly Boulder for me, I think yeah. is a fun. Like Pity City, I think is a fun little thing. Like where he just you know shoves his armpit into someone's face. It's probably like you know earthquake would have done <laughs> something like that. Typhoon, you know the big lads. Mm. Um, and then he just does a springboard moonsault, which is dead impressive and yeah. stuff. But it was a very basic tag match. The heels worked over Caster during the commercial break hot tag to bowens uh, and then matt jameson is it, i think is his name there's sort of the other lad on the outside he got the scissor me timbers and they hit a double fame asset for the wind did the acclaim a fun opening tag i this is my first experience of the iron savages i didn't i've not watched roh or anything like that i didn't know them beforehand so they, they've been with AEW since the, like, the pandemic they were right. under, they used to be called God, what were they called they were like bear boulder or something. no no they were they had a different team name they, right. they renamed themselves the iron savages but they were like it was like bronson and bear and they were like i can't remember what they were called now but they had the um, the boulder brothers so it was something like that but they had the um the king kong godzilla match ah to tie in with uh with the release god of kong, kong. gods versus kong and it right. was it was them versus Jung- uh, jurassic express great okay and that's the thing i remember them mostly for right it's just a fun tag team someone will be able to tell me what they were called beforehand well i because i didn't know know them and because they didn't get an entrance i was like ah here we go the acclaimed are going to get a quick squash and they're going to win over mm. these people and then we're going to move on and what then happened was a really fun match right yeah. and there was a great there was the great i'm very strong spot which was pinched from brian cage last week and that was a you weren't here for that one i love big big, big men tag teams yeah are, are a thing that i really enjoy um given that i'd never heard of them before this and they didn't get an entrance the fact that i thought they might win and actually when i think about it i think perhaps they should have won um was really impressive i the reason i say wonder if they should have won is because we are continuing with this daddy ass storyline and the idea that uh, billy gunn retired because he was holding the acclaimed back well if we if this is an angle and we're going to bring billy gunn back i think it would be interesting for them to continue losing like without him yeah it's really interesting um, it's actually it wasn't billy's fault that they were losing yeah their country, they, they the were their name. country oh well, yeah that makes sense that makes sense but no it was a good match and uh, i um i think it's really funny that billy gunn is so over despite not being on tv yeah probably more over than he was for the the yeah the latter run of his actual career yeah like, like i like any team that does you know like the nasty boys thing you know like just rubbing your armpit in someone's face <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's yeah. fun stuff um but yeah they also cut promo saying that they're going to wrestle on dynamites and they've got the spirit of billy gun with them mm. he didn't really get to say his goodbye so yeah I, this is clearly leading to uh a billy gun return yeah at this point. I, I, I don't think he is retired uh backstage lexi interviewed bullet cub uh, bullet club gold jay was awesome in all of this mm-hmm. as was juice he was just always superb jay made to note that they are the most elite version mm-hmm of uh, bullet club and the guns challenge the bucks to a match on dynamite don't bring super kicks to a gunfight which is a good line good line uh we'll come on to some of this when do we want to do the all-in discussion well because we could do some of it here um but or do do we save it for the joe bit i think we say i think we save it for the end because there's there are three chapters to it yeah. within this show Fair. this is one of them i'll point out the second one in a minute well speaking of, four. speaking of all in we've got the video promo for cole versus mjf they told us the story of of their uh, rivalry how they started with the time limit draw which made me think what if they draw again all out all in 
considering I think it's going to be the main event, I don't think they're going to go Broadway because it would be an mm. hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Um, not that uh, MJF, MJF couldn't do it. Uh, we then got um, my favorite tag match of the evening, however. Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander versus Mercedes Martinez and Diamante. I thought Mercedes and Diamante were great in mm. this. They've got, they've, they were really putting over on commentary, in fact, that they mm. have gelled together as this tag team and like, you know, hey willow and chris came out separately but these two came out together and they mm. were doing like tag moves yeah. that they have been working on together and stuff i really enjoyed them uh, and uh i they built you know it was a, again pretty standard match they their heels worked over nightingale to build the statlander hot tag i very much uh had a big lull at statlander yelling at mercedes martinez to get ready for the next spot yeah she you know because she did this move where like Mercedes and Diamante do a move to each other that uh, Chris steads up and she literally had to go like come on <laughs> As it, pretending it was like I'm a fired up baby face but you just see Mercedes go like oh yeah <laughs> yeah um Sorry, Karen. And then uh, Mercedes did a razor's edge to Diamante to the floor to uh, to take out the other two. Uh, shout out to Ian Riccoboni when Willow Nightingale hit the pounce. He did the proper uh, call of that, which he called it the pouncer period as a reference to monty brown tna 2005 and then everyone gets in and does moves and mercedes martinez rolled up nightingale with diamante using leverage is that the same person actually, have, no, I done, have i done that right you wrote and it was actually marquise corvon oh my apologies my apologies <laughs> yes um, that was the same person so i uh think it's fair to say that the, when these guys came out the crowd were going mild oh yeah um, Not for, for Nightingale and oh, Statlander, yeah, big pops. Nightingale came out where they were like, yeah. mm. they, um, they looked at them and was like, there's another Ryan Savage yeah. team for the other two guys. The guys exactly. To and they kind and part of it was that last week I spoke about how Diamante came out and the last time she was on like proper telly, not like Dark Elevation or, or Rampage or anything like that, was like 2020. Like the last time she was on Dynamite, uh, she lost to Jade on an episode of Rampage in 2021, I believe it was. And since then has been an ROH. They hadn't really made a deal out of this. Even the commentary mm -hmm. just sort of said this was a person. And because I don't watch every single show, I didn't know who this was. It kind of felt like, oh, that's happening. Um, so it is to their credit, I think, that they really delivered a very solid match that brought the crowd up. And by the finish, the crowd were really into it. Yeah. And then I also think, yes, I agree. They they had some great tag team moves. The leverage spot was great. The end, that, I think they're a great combination. They seem to have chemistry together. I thought the commentary team were doing a really good job of kind of papering over some cracks and pretending that some things had happened that hadn't happened, but it did the job. Yeah. Uh, and so again, I, I call it out when I see it being negative, but when they do work to try and make it better, there again. Shout out to Rick Abani yeah. as well. Oh, it's his he, last episode. I think so. Well, Kevin, get the G1 done now. He, he said it. Uh, he said uh, he posted a couple of things. He was grateful for it, like for the experience, but he time to go back to um, ROH and also spend more time with his family and stuff like that. And the other one was that he kept referring to um, All Out Zero Hour mm -hmm. as starting in Brit British Standard Time. Yeah. And someone was like, it's British Summertime, you silly sausage. And he was like, Miss worth it for being called a silly sausage. <laughs> I have grown to really be very fond of him. Yeah, Rick I mean, because the, the G1's done, so I'd expect Kevin Kelly's back next week, uh, the greatest commentator on this planet. <laughs> um, but I've really enjoyed Rick Abani yeah, on the show. A, he's done good work. And his bickering with McGuinness was... Oh, McGuinness is MVP. Like, particularly at the end of this match. Yes. Because Diamante is like, you know, she's uh, kicking uh, Martinez's back so that she can get more leverage on the pin. And in Rick Abani, she goes like, cheating with the leverage! And <laughs> Nigel McGuinness goes, leverage, what are you talking? talking about like, this is, and he just goes full on healed yeah. like wrestler mode being like that's a perfectly acceptable thing to do i i very much enjoyed this uh lexi backstage spoke with tony storm in her awesome new gimmick i think let's talk about this because this debuted last yes. week 
the the 50s starlets mm-hmm. that's like lost all of her glamour is so great yeah like the yeah there's the, the the one who's not getting booked for the big movies anymore but is still acting like the the big hollywood star norma desmond is what she's called luke thank you very much yeah. And she you knows she was talking about how like she's very happy that she's going to get her rematch, and she's mm. even more delighted that Saray is in this, calling Lexi Toots and things like yeah. that. Yeah, and toots. then Toots, and then said that this is a locker room that is full of backstabbing, toxic little girls. Yeah, which is brilliant because that also reference a lot of Lufisto stuff. I mean, that we haven't even spoken about that with yeah. relation to this stuff. And I'm then, so obsessed with this character. Like, yeah. it, it feels it feels like it's come out of nowhere, but also tailored exactly it to my interests. Completely like- <laughs> out of nowhere, but I love it. Yeah, because like when she had the belt, she was all like, "I'm Tony Stone. Look at my arms." <laughs> There was, did you see um and she's like she's hiding her arms so I know, much because she's got the big robe on and stuff yeah. and she's doing it at ringside like she had this on the ramp on the rampage show where saray was wrestling and she's there with like the big yeah. robe on and everything hair and curls did you then see like the person filming from yes. the crowd and she goes she's, sit down sit down it's not even like being like heel. she's saying sit down like a matron i love this character and so then much she threw her shoe at lexi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good i love this character yeah it's awesome my genuine match of the night uh, was Samoa Joe versus Andrew Everett, uh, the giant Andrew Everett, who claims to be seven foot tall. He's literally wearing like Big Show's gear. Um, they talked about how Punk has not accepted the Joe match for, for All In yet. Look, this match ruled for, for one reason, and it's because Andrew Everett went to do a dive and Joe did the walk away spot. Instant five stars. Andrew Everett made this six stars because he flipped out of it, knowing that Joe was going to do the walk away spot. He flipped out and he went, yeah. So Joe murdered him with a lariat <laughs> and locked in the Kikina clutch and won because Joe is the best. And then made it seven stars. Uh, and it did actually, Stop yeah. Mark Marcus I, now, huh? I love this. This, this was a seven star match. Yeah. And this should be, I, I, when we do our end of podcast, end of year awards, this it's gonna should, be in there. This should, it might be in my top five. Like I'm, <laughs> I might give it a nomination. Hey, I picked uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the Golden uh, Role Models once, so I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> um, I love Samoa Joe. I love how easy he makes it look. I love the way belts look tiny on his massive shoulders. I love the way he talks. I love the way that his words hit harder than his fists. The match was fun for you. The post match was more interesting to me. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, because it was this thing of like he's not. Uh, and this this is where we come to number two of my of my mm. chapters of all. Yeah. we'll get there. Just, I just want to give you a fun fact there. Cool. You know how like uh, the title belt seems so tiny yeah. on Joe. Do you know that when Alexa Bliss won the uh, her first main roster title, they had to make a smaller belt for That's her because she's a mini mini. Because she's because she's so small. Yeah. Like, the belt is comically large which is like the opposite of the under the giant story where they had to make a bigger one for him yeah um joe cut this promo calling himself the king of television and he came looking for the answer of a champion but was met with the silence of a coward great line great line he said the real world champion is acting like a real bitch right now i asked nicely now i'm gonna demand it a love 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 Mm -hmm. so uh, they ran down the card for all in and then christian cage came out for a promo more great nigel work here calling him father of the year yeah <laughs> i also love his music that that far that segment last week was great by the way so good with yeah. his kids like mm. and they were really like playing so much of, like nigel was loving this mm. heel christian cage being like father of the year what you know so how great he was with his kids last week uh and he <laughs> they showed a clip from Rampage where Luchasaurus killed Darby Allen and it made a little girl cry. My my note for that is just that girl cried so hard, lol. <laughs> 
And it's only because like Bailey Girl was in the news yeah, to, by news today Izzy. because because Izzy had her debut match for yeah. Mission Pro over the weekend. But it was like when Sasha Banks made Izzy cry. I I didn't have that lol Izzy cried moment. I genuinely had that. Oh Sasha, you are gonna get it now. Bailey's yeah. gonna kick your ass. This was much funnier for me. This, um, and it, genuinely now I look back on it, like actually it genuinely does bring me like <laughs> yeah. especially as a father. Well, that stuff. moment was more, but like well, a yeah. real like. But you know, Miz Girl, that's a proper lol yeah. thing. But yeah, this, this girl, girl crying, crying over Darby Allen taking a choke slam is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because Darby ragdoll cells and it looked like he was dead. <laughs> uh, anyway, he does some local sports town heat. Uh, and then Arn Anderson comes out because they're in horseman country. Last seen biting Luchasaurus's finger off. <laughs> he did. He wants to remind Luchasaurus that he's actually the champion, not Christian Cage. And Cage said, look, I'm not doing open challenges, but I'll accept one from you, Arn Anderson. Yeah old man on anderson but instead he sends in brock uh to, to fight the match for legion and tony khan made it official as mm. a, so this wasn't an open challenge thing this was tony khan made it official as a tnt challenge match. so it was luchasaurus who did you know was in big brother was he really i found this out because i was curious what it looked like under the mask and it turned yeah. out he was in the series of big brother in handsome america dude. yeah yeah just, just very handsome uh versus brock anderson who looks uh like my dad but is eight years younger than me I did see someone post an image of Arn Anderson and Brock being like, it's very weird that Arn Anderson brought his brother to a yeah, show. It basically looks like the same person. <laughs> He's had a son that looks as old as yeah. Arn Anderson. But, you know, this was not much of a match. It took mostly place in the uh, uh, commercial. commercial break. And Luchasaurus won. That really is the the, the yeah. sum of this. Although I very much, again, great Nigel commentary, could not believe that Arn Anderson would put his son in this position. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with that comparison with the father of the year. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I loved it so much. Uh, Darby Allen then attacked Luchasaurus after the match. Uh, this is some great off-mic stuff, but Darby said, Luchasaurus, right, you're a dinosaur. You've been around for 65 billion years. Off-mic, you can hear Luchasaurus go, Million! I've been around for 65 million years! <laughs> I love the comic book! And then Darby uh, challenges Christian Cage to a match next week on Collision. He's going to bring respect back to the belt and be the face of TNT again. Darby Allen will be facing Luchasaurus for the TNT Championship at All Out. He said, have you ever had a skateboard up your ass? And I'm not going to lie, it popped me. Yeah. Like, I laughed a bit at that. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviewed Powerhouse Hobbs, who uh, wanted to challenge Miro for a match at All Out. Uh, the Redeemer did come out, but was attacked by Aaron Solo and Nick Comaroto of QTV. But they were really putting over that don't know if Hobbs was part of this. Mm -hmm. He didn't know if whether QT sent them down on his own or whether Hobbs is in on all of this. But Hobbs did only to take advantage and mm -hmm. hit his wicked spine buster um, after Miro tried to fight them off. And mm -hmm. he stood tall and left. It did two things for me. It gave Hobbs uh, an evolution in the QTV because there's still the question of him being sort of involved in that. But I think people were ready for him to sort of move on. Um, but it also gave Miro something to do. Yeah. Like it's a program for Miro for which I am grateful. Uh, we then got Jim Ross coming out for the main event, uh, which was CMFTR versus the House of Black and the Trios Championships. Uh, champs came out first. Don't like that much. Um, mixed reaction for Punk, highlighted by Jim Ross. Mm. He was very quick to point that out. Also, uh, quickly on Jim Ross. I know his contract is nearly finished, uh, and I'm glad he's being used in this context. He's got his little interview with Kenny on Wednesday. It's nice if he's going to go away. It's nice that he's sort of had a couple of weeks of being on his game. Yeah. You know, uh, this match was awesome. It was given time. It went about like 20 odd minutes, like late mm. 20 odd minutes, but it was superb action from start to end. These six worked together awesomely well, but I suppose kind of like the real big aura moment that we, we referenced earlier 
was Punk got Malachi Black out for the GTS, which Black got out of, went for the Black Mass, which Punk ducked into the seated position. Yeah, he sat down with his legs crossed like a good boy ready for assembly. And that's CM Punk's thing is the sitting down, yeah. with, but it's also Malachi Black's thing. And the two of them just stared at each other. And this crowd that were mixed on Punk, there were equal enough boos to equal enough cheers. There mm. were a lot of, you know, chance back and forth for him. This crowd went ballistic for this. Mm. That is the magic of CM Punk, man. Like he's, yeah. he's just got that intangible quality. I mean, I, I say it all the time, but like I had a great time and they just stared at each other. And then FTR get in the ring, Roddy Matthews and Brody King get in the ring. The crowd go even more ballistic. They jump up into a six-man brawl. This crowd, the roof comes off the place. Mm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm. Loved it. It was great. I mean, the match was... I, it, I wrote at the beginning, here's my note. It just says, F me, I'm excited for this match. <laughs> yeah. um, we got some great commentary throughout. Ian was doing a great job. JR was, was mm. there as well. I called Brody King all man and a yard wide. I And then I wrote... I love wrestling. Um, the the sit down spot was so good, and then it turned into the uh, the six man hockey fight, and I and I was like, honestly, sod all of the external noise, all of the hangman elite nonsense. When we break it down, none of it really matters because wrestling is great. Why can't we just bake a cake of rainbows and have fun? And that was before all of the news stuff that I read. Yeah, like that was that was just completely separate because it was such a fun match. The way it built to that crescendo with the the triple P with the, the shatter machine that didn't work and then Brody King gets some momentum so they use his momentum to get the shatter machine for the end. All of that stuff was great. Um, Nigel McGuinness dragging Brian Danielson was so funny. Like, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. He was talking about like he should be involved in this but I guess he's not going to be there. And then <laughs> JR was like, he has he is injured, right? He's got a broken bone. And Nigel McGuinness says, well, he's got 205 perfectly good bones. Why can't he use those? <laughs> Which is very, very funny. Also reports as well that Nigel's working to get back in the ring. Yeah, interesting. Do, a, do another match. And I was very in my head the whole way through. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, don't do it if it's going to hurt you. But if you're fine, if you're okay, an exhibition match would be interesting. Miracles have happened. Um, look, I started going in all caps because at one point, um, Malachi Black leapt up and Wheeler caught him in a power slam, and I love to see it. Like, you know, he could, I'm going to launch into you. There's something about a snap power slam that yep. really does it oh, for it's me. Great, yeah. um, they launched Matthews over the top and he nearly took King's head off. There was so much brilliant action in this match. I'll save it for all in. Go. And uh, I mean, I particularly enjoyed, because Punk got worked over to lead into the, the, the second ad break. Mm -hmm. Um, he went full John Cena here because he used the GTS as a desperation move. Right. The full on John Cena F you desperation move spot. Uh. Clawing for it and then to get the hot tag. Like this is it's all being done on purpose as well. Uh they Punk and Black took each other out with kicks and it was so awesome. And then from out of nowhere, missed by the cameras, mm. intentionally so to make this very chaotic. I know some people really took uh AEW's production to task for this, but I'm I feel it was done on purpose. Mm was Joe just grabs Punk and just takes him out in the Kikina clutch. And the madness of all of this, Brody King lays this lariat in on Dax and gets the win. And the, the cameras will almost miss that as well because they were so focused on, on Joe and Punk. I loved all of that. And I thought the chaotic finish of it was really fun. Mm, I, I ding production for some things i i think they've missed an awful lot recently the, I, oh aew's production has its issues yeah the the moxley give up which wasn't yep. on camera in blood and guts i think is is uh unacceptable I think this, there was something interesting about seeing all the crowd looking at something over and knowing what it was. I think we all knew that that's Joe over mm -hmm. there. Joe's on the way forward. Seeing the crowd be interested, but knowing there's something else going on and then getting it in the darkness, like Joe is in the shadows, dragging him in. Like, 
I loved the presentation of that. I do think there was a production mess up here and there, but on this occasion, I think it worked in its favor. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, what a match. Yeah. To take me into the all in conversation, which we might as well do now. Let's do the all in convo. Which is the kind of, okay, so to, to break it down, the real uh, overarching thing is all in is taking place at Wembley Stadium, right? which for me is sacred ground. It's it's the most special venue in this country. It's the place where World Cups have been won. It's the place where Olympic medals have been won. It's the place where Freddie Mercury did a performance so famous that you can close your eyes and picture it. And I wasn't born then, mm -hmm. right? It's it's a place where America doesn't really have it in this way because they, they don't their national sports aren't international, but like they, they have multiple stadiums all over. It's about the World Series. <laughs> Sure, sure, Jan. I guess Canada and America, whatever. Uh, but people, I, I so I, I've mentioned before. I live, I live by Wembley. People, when I'm getting the tube, people will stop and gasp. Like they, they, the people come down from Newcastle to see a football match at Wembley Stadium, and they'll stop. They've not, they don't get to see it very often. They stop at the top of the stairs at Wembley Park Station, and you see down Wembley Way. Yeah. And it is a breathtaking view. It means so much to us. That Wembley Way thing is oh, is, it's incredible. incredible. I can't wait for you. If you if you're local and you haven't had a chance to go to Wembley before, or if you're international and you're coming to London for the first time, it's a breathtaking sight. I can't wait for Wembley Park to be full of wrestling fans. Yeah. We are. We've had Harry Styles. We've had Coldplay. We've had Blur. We've Blur. had we've had Motley Crue. We are going well, the to. The crew was quite sad. It was a bit boring, but we we've had so many incredible performances over the past couple of years. We've got Taylor Swift next year. We are going to blow the whole roof off the place. We are gonna we're gonna make so much noise that the people who live around Wembley Parks Wembley Stadium aren't gonna know what's hit them. Eighty thousand people singing Judas. I can't wait for it. The energy is so good. I personally wish that the build for all of it matched that. I don't feel it has, and I think some. MJF and Cole completely agree. I think to the, there is evidence in the show where I'm like, this is what's missing for me. We talk, I, I mentioned not feeling a lift off yet. Uh, MJF and Cole has got it. But in this show, Hobbs was calling out Miro for um, All Out. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you want to be on the best wrestling show in history? The biggest. The biggest. Well, but it's also it also could be the best. Could be the best. But I think as you know, their branding for it is it's the biggest wrestling event of all time. So, which is it's now seven hundred tickets away from being right. So, why don't we want to be on that card? Oh, why are you calling him out from that? Career, that count. Then we go over here. We've got Darby Allen, who's challenging for the TNT Championship at All Out, but he's in a program which is so good for All In. Why is someone else not challenging mm -hmm. for the TNT title at All In? Mm -hmm. Why is Darby in both of these storylines? Is that not telling me that this one? matters less than this one which is the the riddle ali gunther triumvirate that you had once before mm -hmm. um earlier on like the, we've got the samoa joe and cm punk are are they technically feuding are they not thing which i think now this makes it feel more blood feud you got two more episodes of collision before we have all out is that right two two more uh two, yeah, two weeks away so there's uh, one yeah. and then the night before yes right because yeah. they've got to do the, yes yeah there's, there's, one, there's, there's one this saturday and then there's one yeah the so there's before. so that one you've got two more weeks to build that for there's two more collisions two more and two more dynamites in the women's division we currently have one four-way which feels like a way to get four people on it rather than you know what if we'd had yep. a, a build between for instance shida and tony storm that built all the way to all in to give shida that moment of winning the belt there um Cole and MJF are having an ROH tag team match in the in the pre-show, which feels like a weird energy unless they're going to win the ROH tag title. So then you have that visual as well. Um, 
And then, which is my other one? Oh, maybe Darby Allen was it. Kind of thing. Yeah. And the, but like, as an example. FTR, FTR and Bucks. FTR, oh, yeah, yeah. But the, which, is, which is almost different in its own way because that's something that is is like stuff of legend stuff, but also isn't really built in story. But they're, it's FTR and Bucks. They've had two like five-star classics. Mm. I can't wait for the third one. So that one exists separately. My point being, CM FTR versus House of Black is a really interesting example of how important build is in wrestling. So the people got upset about the idea of it being this trip the, the discourse over the weekend was uh the potential match is kenny omega um ibushi and hangman versus bullet club gold and Takeshita. Mm-hmm. now until wednesday bullet club gold have not interacted with any of those three people right not no interaction whatsoever um i don't even know if they've interacted with Takeshita. i don't think so and ibushi has only been in the aw arena one time mm-hmm. so for the people at home who are online all the time massive wrestling fans read everything know their japan japan history have watched all the recaps all the things salivating rightly so because the match is going to be incredible for me as a more casual person who is a bit of a blind spot with japan who knows the legend of abushi and omega but doesn't really know all the things and watches the weekly programming has seen bullet club gold separately from them that for me doesn't feel like a build where what i want at the biggest wrestling show in history on the sacred ground of wembley stadium and i'm aware i'm monologuing here is a, a real i want it to build to this point of oh my god that's the biggest cathartic thing is it going to be an incredible match yes is the build going to lift to that i don't feel so and the prime example of that is the main event of collision here which was a banger of a match that i really from the from the moment the bell rang right the way through to the the, fi- the close i was really excited for but it would have been even better with some build right mm-hmm. when you go in cold why not you've, you've known the show is happening since april build it make it feel it, it's the biggest show in history because you've sold a lot of tickets i want the card to feel that way as well and i think the card at the moment is only half that so i i appreciate a lot of that like i saw the discourse uh over the weekend and i'll be honest it sounded like a lot of entitled pricks uh, who, <laughs> well, I, yeah. who were just and i think this is a problem that all in has had since day one because mm. the second it was announced we all started to fantasy book what matches can be announced. And unfortunately, everyone's thoughts were the biggest and untold things that really have actually come out aren't as possible. Because people are like, you need to do Kenny Punk. Mm. And that looking like probably not a likely thing to be done. Mm. And then, you know, I've, I've been guilty of this as well because I've been on to be like, oh man, you want to do Kenny Danielson too. Which apparently five, was on the cards. Five full slates, that was what the match was supposed to happen before Danielson got injured. Mm. Um, or you want to do Kenny Osprey mm-hmm. 3. But realistically, I think it's probably a New Japan contract because he's a New Japan guy. That third match has to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. And actually, it makes more sense for it to happen at Wrestle Kingdom than it does to happen at All In. Mm. Um, or you want to do like uh, Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. because they didn't get to have the match at, at mm. uh, Forbidden Door last year, but Danielson's injury. So you kind of like, you know, you fancy booking all these sets. And then you get given it, and what you're given is a very, very good card. But it's not a card that will ever live up to the expectations. Dave Brand- Which is like, I guess, Forbidden Door 1, in a way. It's, where again, they were hampered. Of, exactly, yeah. For, Forbidden Door 1's a very good example. It's actually, Forbidden Door 1 ended up being an incredible show. Oh, yeah, people, yeah. Went, yeah. people went into it a little bit cold. But Dave Bradshaw was talking about this, because Dave was at SummerSlam 92. So mm. he has got this expectation of what mm. a wrestling show at Wembley is. But when you actually break it down, it's a two-match card. It yeah. was. It had two main events, yeah, that's true. and then a bunch of nothing happening matches. And Dave is very like a lot of that show is really boring, 
but it's got a special place in everyone's mind because it was WWF in Wembley. It was SummerSlam. It was Bulldog and Brett having a match that Brett, bless his cotton socks, had Carried. to work, had to carry so much because the Bulldog was absolutely effed in this out of his mind and couldn't had to be like walked through his match but you build up this idea and this expectation in your head but when you actually sort of look at it what you had over the over the weekend was this discourse of like boohoo i have to watch kenny omega team with kota abushi the golden lovers one of the greatest tag teams in Boohoo! i've got to watch them have a match and he's got a team with hangman friend who was also one of the best tag teams in Asia. and i'm gonna watch him go against jay white and Takeshta and juice robinson Takeshta and like symbolic club gold oh, who everyone has God. unequivocally loved on collision for like the last few weeks because they had an absolute five-star banger with FTR just a mm. handful of weeks ago two of them in fact and a match with Takeshi that they've been building for literal months oh, boo-hoo, I have to watch and I was like guys this is good like we're getting good stuff out of this I was like this when I was like that's nah, not what I would do with Will Ospreay like you know the match with, with Jericho, him, with Jericho. Pff, it's not what I would do with, with Jericho I would certainly do a much bigger match for Ospreay but then Ollie made the point it's like this will be the biggest match that Will Ospreay will likely ever have because mm-hmm. it'll be the biggest stage going up against a guy that the casual audience is going to kind of be like, I know that guy and that's yeah. going to be a great... And I was like, actually, when you put it that way, yeah, I, I, I will admit I was wrong on my take I had about Will Ospreay because Ollie convinced me that maybe this is... It's, again, it's not what I would do. Mm-hmm. I'd have done Kenny Ospreay 3 because I think that is a bigger match to do. Yeah. Uh, or I'd have done Punk Ospreay, you know, sitting along these sorts of lines. <laughs> but- <laughs> Sorry, I just got a flashback to you saying boo-hoo. Uh- <laughs> But it's not like, I keep looking at this card and we're getting MJF and Adam Cole and you've got these f- morons on Twitter <laughs> being like, they're booking a house show in Wembley. It's like, it's the biggest title match they can do at the moment. So, how, is this a bad, how is this a bad thing? They're giving you FTR and the Young Bucks 3. And right. Boo-hoo. It's like, <laughs> like, it's a, like that is a match that everyone has been begging for for a year. They're yeah. giving it to us and people are crying about it. So here's my thing, right? And I, and I hate to be Mary Poppins about it, but I'm going to be. Please do. The cover is not the book, so open it up and take a look. Adam Cole MJF is the uh, the example of what the entire card should be for me, which is that it is the hottest angle in AEW at the moment. We have all loved it. It has had me, like when they had their, their joint music and their joint jackets, oh my God, it made me live out loud. I <laughs> love that. That the build to this moment has been incredible, right down to them standing in the ring and saying, you don't deserve a match, you deserve the match. MJF put over, I'm sorry to be British about it, but MJF put over Wembley Stadium as hallowed ground. And it is. So um, we won three handles, a trophy with three handles there last year. So part of the problem of the, of the discourse <laughs> is that it's hallowed ground. It is hallowed ground. Um, anyway, um, uh, George Michael played there. He opened it. Um, but no, the, the, the build of it is as, as much a part of it to anything as me. Give me a cold match, whatever. The idea of Jericho Osprey, you are right. If you, if you explain it in that way, yeah. especially now uh, Osprey has changed it to the IWGP United you, Kingdom title. Yeah. Doesn't it look better? I think so. <laughs> um, no, I felt so patriotic. And we had a new king about five months ago. Um, I feel like if you do that match, fine. Build it. That's been my problem, that we are now two episodes of Dynamite and two episodes of Collision, if I'm doing my maths right, Mm -hmm. perhaps it's three and two. No, it's it's two and two. Away from the biggest show in wrestling history. And I don't know why Kenny Omega is going to be fighting with the Bullet Club, right? If Mm -hmm. that's the match it's going to be. I don't know why Osprey is going to be fighting Chris Jericho, if that's the match that it's going to be. I don't know 
what for sure John Moxley is going to be doing. And you've had the show planned since April. Now, I was probably among the first. I was watching live when they announced it because for once I was excited for a Tony Khan announcement. I was probably one of the first thousand people to sign up to that pre-register link. I bought my tickets the second they went on sale. I bought whichever ones I could get hold of because I just wanted to be there to experience it. So I, you know, this is not me ragging on the show. I'm so excited. It's just a case of, I wish the build was almost there. I think the distinction is that you are right. I think the discourse got a bit toxic online and a bit camps and a bit failing to Moronic. see the point. Moronic. People failing to see the point I on both sides of the issue. Mm-hmm. Yes, the match is going to be incredible. But the build should match it for me. Yeah. For and, a show like this. And I, it, you, it, you have and to, and to, to the distinction. Sorry, this will be my final thing. No, no, go for it. To the distinction of, I said the biggest and the best, and you said their words are the biggest. You could make the biggest show in wrestling history also the best. And you can do with the card that they've got potentially lined up. But it won't feel as cathartic if you don't have the so, build to match it for my experience of wrestling. Here's an example I will give, and perhaps I'm giving this company far too much credit. I likely am. Um, but one of the best matches of AEW's history, and probably one of the best matches of 2021, it's one of my favorite matches ever, is CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston at Full Gear 2021. It was a match mm. with one week build. They did two angles. Mm. They did a backstage segment, they did a promo, and then they had an incredible eight-minute match. And I loved it. And it was the most... In- I still think about it every now and again. I see people share the cliff of Kingston giving him the back fist right at the start of the match, then cackling with laughter. Punk selling at the back fist. And just like Punk doing all of the Cena stuff in the match. It is an incredible match. It had two segments. One mm-hmm. of which was on Rampage. As we've just talked about earlier, it's not got the highest viewing figures in the world, this mm-hmm. and the other. It can be done. Mm-hmm. It can be heated up. I was there just like... And it's, then there's comes the discourse of, well... As a you know, it's the casual fans, and it's this, that, and the other. It's like you know, Kenny should be in a bigger match. Like, why would the casual fans care about Kenny's history with Jay White unless you know the you know that Jay White was one of the people who kicked Kenny out of Bullet Club? Right? Why would you care about that? It's like, well, all right, but I keep getting told that the casuals don't know who Kenny Omega is. <laughs> right. So like, why you know? So it doesn't really matter either way. Yeah. Then surely, like, I don't. People want to have their cake and eat it when it comes to the casual versus hardcore audience on this this topic of things. But Kenny Omega teaming with Kota Ibushi, the Golden Lovers being in Wembley Stadium, while at the same time, Kenny teaming with Hangman Page, one of the finest AEW tag acts of the last few years, who had an incredible run with the tag belts, going against Takeshita, a guy who's been building to for a while, a guy who's like the biggest hot prospect this company has. And Jay White and Juice Robinson are killing it. Like, I can't fathom why people look at that and be like, that's a bad idea. I wouldn't put that on pay-per-view. I wouldn't put that. I don't want to see that match. Boo-hoo, give me something better, Tony Khan. I don't get that discourse um i don't agree with that as well i hope i hope it's clear my point is more to do with how you get to the match rather than the match i I completely agree and like i on some of that point i do agree but you know you made the point of like i don't know what john moxie's saying it's like well he's feuding with several different people on tv like i think my thing with the women's one is the only one i will concede on because i think that is it's lazy af Mm -hmm. i mean me and uh Ollie ragged on this on the Thursday show, just be, you know, being like, "Oh, they just announced a fatal four way," with the very lame justification of, "Well, AEW has a history of women's four ways at, at these sorts of shows." Which is like, that with it's appropriate to be the main event of Dynamite 200? I don't it, think it is. No, it's not. It's not. And it's you know, I, people's like, "Oh, she didn't have to qualify for the thing; she was champion." It was like, why wasn't she just in the match? Yeah. Like, she had to still qualify to get into this match, even if it was defending the title because Tony Storm just got a buy. Mm. How's Tony Storm getting a buy, but the champ has to qualify? Like, you need to make this champ, make sense. Yeah. Like that. 
like so a lot of that i i that's the only match on this that they've announced so far that i would say like i don't agree with that but i love mjf and cole in the main event yeah and i love the the aussie open tag match two reasons a it's on the zero hour so it's a great way to get people to buy the pay-per-view because you are you get the zero hour for free and then people are like and this is also going to be your main event imagine the stories that you can tell from that that's going to play into the main event and B, from a slightly personal and you know uh, selfish point of view, I'm glad Aussie Open to get in this chance because I've seen them wrestle yeah. in front of 50 people. Yeah. And now they're going to get to wrestle in front That's of really 80,000. Nice. So I'm really thrilled for them on a, on a personal level that they mm. get to do this. So when it comes to like the, the all-in discourse that I saw over the weekend, it just sounded like a lot of entitlement. And it made me think that this show was never going to live up to the expectations that people had set for this much in the same way that neither Forbidden Doors did. I uh, I see that point and I, and I completely understand it. My argument against it is twofold. First, well, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's onefold. I think it could have lived up to people's fantasy book. Game. I think it could have even been better because often we, who knew that the Adam Cole MJF storyline would get this good, right? I think we all, we all booked it a certain way at the beginning and it's been even better than we could have booked it. So you can always book things better than in people's head. Mm-hmm. How else do you get people to buy the pay-per-view? With a solid build. For me, that's that's where the you know not yeah yes the the pre-show but people would be salivating if there was a build for all of it yeah. and since you've had all this time that's on, what spinning plates and that's on, why you honestly, should hire an assistant to honestly, i am I, available i i think the bigger error here that AEW made is it's all out the following week that i mean it, that it, honestly and, and yes. that is tony falling into this idea of like well no that like for them that's the sacred ground is doing all out in chicago that's the anniversary like that's yeah. the that's the tradition that we follow i just think you could have skipped it this year and just done all out at wembley stadium like mm. i get it is all in because you know it's the celebration of independent wrestling that's the other thing all yeah, in is a special point. name it's a special name um, so I think the builds deserve to be for, for, Okay, oh, on that note, All In had no build. Like, it was all just done through being the elite skit. And, yeah, but uh, this is different now. <laughs> I know the I know the point you're making. It's different now. And I, I totally can see the point of, like, I, has the build been great? No, but that's not what people are crying about. People mm. are crying about the matches that have actually been announced and saying that it's a house show. Name me a house show that had Adam Cole versus MJF as its headline thing. Mm. You made a, a very good joke, All Insurrection. Tee-hee. I think that is, is, is a delightful thing, but, like, yeah, no, all insurrection is The Rock versus Triple H and Shane McMahon. Mm. Can you believe Shane McMahon's in the main event? No, and look, this is an actual pay-per-view match. This is getting more TV time and build than All Out is. Mm. And that's of the following week. Mm. I don't think that they're treating this lightly. We've still got... Uh, two, tr- two and two. Well, no, I'm trying to do the math here. Eight hours of TV. Oh, I see. Um, to, to try and get a lot of this over. And I think it can be done. I just, I thought a lot of the discourse was a big crybaby personally i'm sure you'll have some thoughts about this in and the, look in... if chris tarrant is in the audience then i'll, I'll rescind everything I've <laughs> no, ever said. It, it, i mean i was about to say it's eamon holmes that you want it's like the, <laughs> um what show was that that eamon holmes was in the crowd for? i think it was probably a rebellion it was probably rebellion o- o- I, it was, I think it was rebellion o2 or something yeah, like that anywho We've got some very special people. This is a long show. It's nearly a two-hour yeah, show. Two hours. Um, thank you all so much for joining us today. A special shout-out to our Patreon pledge hammers here. Uh, spoke in class today, Jeremy Smith. 
Uh, John Jenkinson, son of Jenka. Jordan, mother Effin Hawksworth. The singing luchador, Joseph Santana. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Stella Keller O'Brien. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Pick him up, loot sponge. Lord Chris Senso. Two lots to handle, Lottie McCullough. And manipulating Manny Umaria. And how do you like them apples, Marcel Dura? Uh, that is your Hall of Fame class here for the 14th of August, 2023. Right, show for you guys to be called Let's out. get into your remaining Omega chats. I'm so sorry to our moderating team that the show has gone long. Um, They're loving If it. you want to uh, get involved, <laughs> ding, 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 this is your last call for your uh, no Omega chats. Um, but perhaps you've got some thoughts on the, the discourse that, uh, that we just had about All In. Get them in. Thunderstorm here says, CM Punk is probably begging Tony Khan to make his match at All In the main event. Shouldn't be. Uh, Spencer Train uh, here says, that the House of Black is three of my favorite wrestlers. I still want Kenny versus Matthews. Also, congrats to Buddy and Rhea, you lucky bastards. I love Buddy Matthews. Also, uh, Ian Riccoboni called him Buddy Murphy, so if I slip up, I'm allowed to, because Buddy... <laughs> I mean, Ian gets everyone's name wrong, but that's beside the point. Um... Um, professional idiot here says all in looks like an absolutely stellar class but I do have to agree that the build up is a touch flat as if this was gearing up for a special episode of Dynamite very much looking forward to it though uber excited to have a ticket on the hallowed turf and I think this will be you know one of those shows build is bad but no one will remember the build at the end of it. They'll just remember the, the incredible show. Like, that's not an excuse to not I do know the build. I, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it's. As, I'm saying it as an excuse yes. because I still. People said that about the uh, the Banks Bel Air thing, mm -hmm. and you're right. The the match was so good that no one talks about the build. Yeah, but that does not detract from the build went F. Mm. And you can make an argument for not the main matches, but you can argue somewhere across the card the build's been a bit naff. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you're wrong for saying that. Mm. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, plus, uh, Plasma PT has been in Menberg for 16 months in the rock room, saying the AEW locker room is looking like the Battle of the Kids. <laughs> I'm just punk. I'm just punk. <laughs> Put your manly hand in mine. <laughs> my, my Ken's job is causing a headache for Tony Khan, <laughs> sending him to an early grave. Steve Fight said, Hey, guys, do you think the fact that so many tickets sold fast that Tony didn't feel like he had to do such a good build-up since tickets sold so well? Plus, Dan, you look as delicious as ever. Love you guys. I don't think that one. No, I don't think that at all. But, like, you know, we can sit here and make the argument, is the build, is the build, is the build. But, mm. like, they announced Cole and MJF, and that sold tickets. Yeah. They announced uh, FTR versus Bucks, and they sold tickets. And they just mention it on the show and it sells tickets. Like, this show is actually... Because you're going, there's still tickets? I'll go on then. I think and people want to be part of history. And actually, they're doing a lot of advertising around London. Mm. You know, you go to any tube station and there's posters for all in there with their, like, you know, tickets from as low as 20 quid. And only half the people on the poster currently have a match. But it's, it's working. Like, you know, we can sit here and debate the build and this and the other, but it is working mm. because they announce these matches and it sells tickets. So yeah, but I don't. You can't argue like, they're doing a bad job here. No, they're clearly not because they're it's going for it. Tickets and are it's being working. Sold. They are. You know, last time it was checked, there's 700 tickets off, mm -hmm. beating the WrestleMania 32 attendance record. That's WWE's biggest show ever. Mm -hmm. Like, this is going to be the biggest wrestling event ever outside of Collision in Korea, and they are. I. That's admirable. Cut to 
WrestleMania 41 taking place is just an open field where they can pack <laughs> in as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, and then they well, start I mean, counting the people passing by. There were horses here. So the attendance was 200,000. Honestly, the I mean, there was. you want to talk about the level of pettiness. I don't know if you saw this as part of the discourse. Um, someone went in and amended the biggest selling wrestling shows to combine a lot of like wwe shows to make it their attendance numbers bigger so that all oh, that in would be pushed down on wikipedia um so what wrestlemania was so they combined like combined like both of the wrestlemania nights so that is like that's the attendance for wrestlemania but they even did smackdown was at like a convention thing or like a festival thing they combined all three days of the festival to be like that's now the biggest wrestling show so someone as a lol I went in and added AEW doing two matches at um, a games convention in Germany to promote Great. Fight Forever. Great. And that had like, you know, 800,000 people. And someone was like, that's now the biggest attendance thing. And it was like headlined by Christopher Daniels versus Evil Uno. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, Vince is currently on a lot of pain medication, just sat in a bed. He needs something to do. Giving him Wikipedia access. He's, he's the one fixing everything. Yeah. Uh, WWE will do a WrestleMania at Wembley. Not for the hallowed ground, just because that's a pettiness thing to do is they want to have the biggest attendance fact. And like, do you know what they'll do? They'll just lie about it and but then just get it. I really, I really don't want to push this over to the three hour mark. But like, case in point, the build, the, probably part of the reason people were so angry about Cody losing was because the build was perfect. Right? Yeah. So, like, that's the oh, example no, of the opposite. Dan, I'm not arguing the no, build. No, I know, I keep thing. thinking of things I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> We're both in agreement. The build's Stop good. Stop agreeing with me! <laughs> <laughs> we can only fight! Maybe we should be booked for all in. <laughs> uh, Roman Dietrich said, Hey guys, congrats to all the content you've got on Parts of Unknown uh, in the last time. Podcasts get better too every week. SRS, surprisingly, is NAF at Wrestling Trivia. I can't wait for the Gerardi deathmatch. I can't. Peak TNA incoming. Well, we they need you and Tempest to react to that match, by the way. Honestly, they announced that match and it's like, you know, because it's, what's, it, what's this? What? Deathmatch? I don't want to hear thing. a single word about the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match anymore. I really don't. Like, Is it a brand integration thing? Oh, both nonsense. Both nonsense. Do you know what? I actually am less offended by this one. It's shill. <laughs> two reasons. Here are my two it's reasons. It's Jarrett's in it. Two reasons. Number one, it's a Warner Brothers thing as opposed to an outdoor sponsor that's right. coming to be like, can I sponsor a match, please? But two, it's two mid-card, lower mid-card. Yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? It, it, it? Honestly, it doesn't matter. They're, just, they're both called Jeff. Uh, Elmtras says... Happy Monday Pro Wrestling Talk is, in my opinion, the punk is like the Taylor Swifting of the pro wrestling. He is making a fan mad type wrestle to be the goodest good man, bad man, good to the fan of the wrestle. Yeah. Mary Pinsville Dan says, hey, Luke and Dan, thanks for working so hard to provide us with the information and your opinions. I'm sure some days are harder than others, but thousands of people respect and enjoy your work. Personally, I've done this for eight plus years and I do love the team. We love Thanks, you, Mary Pays Well, Dan. It's always wonderful to have you around with us. Uh, Spencer Trainer says, got to send one last call in just because I love for us to talk. Dan, your hair looks mint. Uh, and also Luke with the best music taste. This is what happens when I shower. Don't be a dirty bugger. Do you not shower before you do shows? <laughs> no, I just come in. I just rock out of bed. <laughs> dirty bastard. I wake up like this. I didn't have a shower today. <laughs> uh, uh, and Cass said, uh, Spencer nope. Trainer. 
Cass has become a Memberg. Oh, thank you very much. And Spencer Trainer has created five Membergs. Gifted Membergships. What a wonderful crew you all are. Goodness gracious. What Goodness gracious. Show. I think this is one of our longest shows we've ever done. And thank you all so much for being a part of this. So we currently are set at one hour 56. Christ. There was a period of time when Ollie was really trying to get me to keep these shows to under an hour. We could I, have if and, Punk didn't blow the world and up. And I failed today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually we could have done because the first hour of this was all Punk chat. Yeah. So if Punk Cannon had burnt the world to the ground, we would have had been, a lovely... Brief chat about all in. We'd have been at 56 minutes. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us today. I uh, really do hope you've enjoyed the show because I've had an absolute blast. I'm going to end the poll to see what you thought of this episode of Collision. And while you do, confirm, a thumbs up from Dan Layton. Yeah, and, th- uh, and a thumbs up from me too. Go. And it's a thumbs up all around as 69%. Nice. Nice. Gave it a thumbs up. 24 in the mid of 5% thumbs down. That's higher in uh, thumbs down than we usually get. So mm-hmm. that's a very interesting note mm-hmm. there. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That's been the Professor Dan Layton. We will be back tomorrow to do this all over again with Monday Night's Raw featuring Becky versus Trish. <laughs> it's happening, everyone. Finally. What build? Thank you so much for watching. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. The Jen Reds Legend. go marching on, on, on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.